And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the Boochcast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the Boochcast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and and anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, and there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard, and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I am encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our Boochcast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a coworker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Boochcast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I myself 
am not willing to donate to. So go to GoFundMe.com slash Saving Ron's Life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that.
everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week's episode is entitled... The Friend Zone. The Friend Zone. And we, we're calling this title for several reasons. One, because of a certain topic that we're going to be discussing this yes, week here on yes, the show. Yes, yes, Also, we're also because, you know, you know, here at The Boochcast, we're all friends, and uh, by, hopefully by this time, the drama that has been gone down behind the scenes with everybody is finally put to bed permanently permanently at the time that we are recording this i'm going to be keep it real with y'all uh we're still in the year 2020 at the time that we are recording this yes but sometime in the year 2021 is when this is coming out because ah. we you know like i said I, I had other episodes left in the can that you've already heard by now before we took our hiatus so sometime when we return from the hiatus is when you're hearing this episode so by this time we're already back we're already in the groove of things so hopefully the drama has died down and we're finally in a friend zone environment but speaking of the friend zone, it's a also a perfect segue into what no. I need to play for no. all of you no, no, right no. here, no. right no. now. No! Lutes. Files. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the words herpes simplex don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to That's right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me once again here on the Boochcast, making his one of many cameo appearances. He's been woken. He's been broken. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, dude? Yes, it's me, Zach Scott, the broke soulless ginger. Genius speaking, I'm not that broke. (laughs) But, yeah, well, I really hate that song but what can i do <laughs> i can't change until something happens yes exactly so we hey we set the terms all you gotta do is follow them and we can change the song uh-huh. you know it's it's what we must do yeah you, you must do my ass <laughs> um well that is another way to break it but i'm yeah, not that's true. i'm not Come but i'm from not you of all people um uh, really what did I'm you just... have something stuck up here but 
No, no. Um, okay, first of all, I told this story already, and that was a finger, not anything else. And I've al- and I've already defended myself, but if I must do so again, I will. I looked at it from this perspective, okay? I was getting a mas- I was getting a massage allegedly, mm-hmm. and I was I was in the verge of the happy ending, mm-hmm. and the girl was off was sticking already was kind of going in that direction, asked if I wanted to do it, and I kind of thought about it for a second. I said, "Look, I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm closer to 40. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm." going to have the dreaded proctology exam that we all have to get as men. So whether I like it or not, <laughs> a finger's going in my ass eventually. So I have a choice. Uh-huh. I can have a hot Korean chick do it now, or I can wait seven or eight years and have some random old guy in a white lab coat do it. So what was I going to go with? I went with the Korean chick. So I did that. Okay. And to be honest, it was not that bad. I mean, we had one bad experience, um, but that was about it. Um, I, Zach has a look on his face. Should I retell this story? No, don't okay. retell this story. Yeah, we don't need to hear one of your well, wild six adventures. Well, I well, here's the thing. You already know the story because I told it. I told it with Gator a long time ago, and you actually came to Lowe's and told me about it. <laughs> which when I, back when I worked at Lowe's, you actually came up to me because you had heard the story. <laughs> so y'all have to dig into the Boochcast archives to find it. I'm not gonna retell it, but let's just say um. I uh, let's just say I was a virgin in the finger in the ass area, which was not good. So <laughs> for what for what this particular chick wanted to do. So but I'm saying, so I've had that incident, but I'm just saying if you wanted to go that route as well, I'm not mm. necessarily with a finger, finger don't count. But uh, you if I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you you you're the one that said do my ass. If you want somebody to do that, that is a way we uh, will we will right. use that. Okay. I'm whatever. just saying, judge's ruling, that would count. Uh-huh. Right. Judge's ruling that would count. You know, we're 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 all about equal opportunity here on the show. We do not discriminate. <laughs> uh, so okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. We sure. we won't we will not judge you. Mm-hmm. We'll chuckle a little bit, but we won't judge you. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever your lifestyle may be. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, mm. um, we will uh, talk a little bit here at the top of the show. I want to talk about something real quick. I hopefully by this time this has come out. I'm sure it has. But um, before we get to the central topic, before we recorded this show, yep. Zach came over. We sat down. We talked like we always do. And uh, so Zach, you got to see the uh, finished product. Fantastic! I got uh, hurt. Of us destroying a coffee machine, so... Yeah, I got hurt. All right, man. Sorry. I was bleeding. It was great. I was like... I had my mask on. I was hitting it. Uh, don't talk. I had to be filtered. And Mr. Vinibucci, am I filtered? Very rarely. <laughs> Very rarely. I'm I'm worried there's gonna be excessive cussing on this show because you <laughs> how filtered you were. Now I did now I did say this. Now being 100 percent filtered was a choice you made. Uh-huh. My I said you could cuss, just do it sporadically. Uh-huh. Like if you wanted to say like this fucking machine is broken, that's fine. If you want to say this motherfucking cocksucking cock. Don't do that because that's too much shit for me to bleep at one time. It was really hard not to do. I know. I was just saying you can cuss a little bit, just don't have them all run together. That's why, if you notice, when I did it, the only thing that happened was, and I and I only really bleeped it was because I didn't catch, I caught myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Was when the part where you go, God damn, and I go, shit. Mm-hmm. I real, even though I whispered it, I still had to censor it. Yeah, I hear you. So I bleeped that, and then we went into that, and then we had to rehearse everything. So of course, this is an episode of Complaint Time. It's the broken coffee machine, mm-hmm. and I. I came up with this idea months ago. 
Yes, you did. I did. Now, originally, with all due respect to Zach and Jerry Truman, who was also joining us for this. Yes, he was. Uh, Boochcast alumni, y'all remember Jerry Truman. Uh, especially if you, or if you didn't listen back then, but you saw Booch in the car, you're very familiar with who Jerry Truman is. You're also very familiar with who Zach is. For those of you that are Amazon Prime fans and don't know, he's the guy that tried to wrestle the capsule out of my hand in the final episode, and also led the happy birthday song during my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, those were the two appearances from Zach. I got my 30 seconds of pain. You did. It. You did. You did. It was great. You 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 had a moment and people remember it. Like yep. e- even in the even when we when they aired the original documentary in the Adult Swim chat room, yeah, people were literally were people were literally saying, "Damn it, Zach!" So you they knew you they knew yeah. you in there. So you got you got some screen time, my oh, friend. Everybody's favorite thing, Zach. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. It just worked. It was great. Was everybody's t- favorite thing, like shut up, Zach. That's yeah. your favorite thing. Zach, just shut up. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, dude, just just shut up, man. Sometimes how, you just, how many times you had to tell me to shut up? We're coming home from Orlando. Multiple, <laughs> multiple, multiple times. And you love to bring that up so badly. Yes, I do. Seven, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I'll retell this story. Uh, Zach and I went to re- went to Orlando, Florida for WrestleMania 33. At WrestleMania 33, Roman Reigns defeated The Undertaker in a match. Bullshit! During this time, Zach was a massive Roman Reigns hater that has changed over time. He, he no longer hates Roman Reigns. Um, apparently, the tribal chief was enough to convince him. Uh, so, as we are driving back to Orlando, back to Atlanta from Orlando, for those you don't know, that's a seven and a half hour drive. And Zach spent those seven and a half hours. Now, three of those hours we spent recording the Boochcast. Uh-huh. Uh, well, actually, it was two and a half, because uh, Zach and, I mean, it was Jerry and Gator did the first hour, which... Gator was none too pleased about, but no. I don't give a fuck. Um, so we're driving so anyway. We're driving there, and you know Zach complained about it on the Boochcast, but then when we got off the air, he would bring it up the entire car trip how mad he was that Roman Reigns beat the Undertaker, especially since at that time we thought that was gonna be the last time the Undertaker wrestled. Yep. And apparently he thought that too mm-hmm. until he went back and saw the match and saw how horrible he was in the ring because Taker put all the blame on himself. And all the Roman haters blame Roman for that match naturally, but. Taker even said, no, it was my fault. I was not in shape. I shouldn't have been in the ring with him. But I gave my words. I worked the match. So, obviously, he would go on to work three more WrestleManias and then have his retirement at Survivor Series, which, um, you know, we, which I said before, you can find that on our Twitch channel. We have the whole Survivor Series watch party up there. Yep. Uh, hopefully, by this time on the YouTube channel, we have parts of it chopped up. Because uh, originally, I was going to air the whole thing, but John suggested we should just put different segments of it up that are important. So obviously we're going to be, uh, there's going to be one video up there. It's not going to be easy for me to post, but I'm going to post it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was where, um, did you see this? No. Okay. So there was an interesting story we had during the watch party. We got to the team raw team SmackDown on the women's side. Mm-hmm. And Oh yeah. We're yeah. Lana, yeah okay. Basically, yeah. basically Uh-oh. Lana was where Lana became the sole survivor. And somebody predicted that Lana would be the sole survivor. And we all sat there and went bullshit. Mm-hmm. We were so confident. Everybody was putting bets in except for Rhiannon, because mm-hmm. Rhiannon is smarter than us. <laughs> I guess so. She is smarter than us. John said to the guy, and, and I'll say his name, it was Crazed TV on Twitter. That was his Twitter handle and his Twitch handle as well. So shout out to Crazed TV. We love you, brother. Uh, or sister, if you're a guy or a girl. I don't know. Um, or alien. <laughs> and either way, um, you know, shout out to you. Um, so anyway, we, we, he, John said that if that happened, he would make Crazed TV a moderator on our Twitch page. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a moderator 
later uh, for now on the Twitch channel. So uh, Desmond made a bet saying that he would go streaking if Lana was a sole survivor. So mm-hmm. at some point, if it's not up there already, there will be a YouTube video of Desmond going streaking. And we're making arrangements to where we're making it YouTube appropriate. So we, we're, we're debating on how to do that at this current time that we're recording this. Because uh, at one point we thought he could wear a jock strap while running. Uh, recently, he found these uh, this weird pair of jock straps where the, the front part where your junk is, there's a reindeer. And it's got like, <laughs> but not only is there a reindeer, but it's got like the reins, like when you hold, like when Santa holds oh, the reindeers to like make the sled go. <laughs> so he's thinking that we might have Desmond, if he decides to buy this, we might have him grab the reins and kind of run like a reindeer is guiding him down the street. <laughs> or if that doesn't work, he'll just wear a regular jock strap. He's contemplating wearing a Deadpool mask, which at first I was against that. Uh-huh. Cause I'm like, how are they going to know it's you? And, and Desmond's like, uh, I have tattoos. All they got to do is see the tattoos. They'll know it's me. Valid point. Valid point. Because on his stomach, on his chest, he has a, he has a tattoo right here on his chest. Mm. As dedication to his stepdad, he has a Pokemon tattoo on his back, and he's got the logos here on his arm now. But if you look real closely, the three letters in the middle, because mm. the way he has the, the the emblem set up, like superhero emblems, mm. it spells out Dax. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got noticeable tattoos that are definitely him. And we're also going to film him. We're gonna film. We're we're gonna film the tattoos. I'm gonna make sure we do a one take shot showing off the tattoos on his upper body, mm-hmm. and then we'll see him put the Deadpool mask on. That way, and we're. I'm, I'm gonna do a one take shot where we're, we're gonna see him walking outside and everything and all that and then doing the run down the street so that way people see authentically that Desmond is doing this but Gator had another tough one oh because Gator said that if it happened he's gonna make a video if it's not up there already but check it out where Gator does a video oh no praising Vince Russo that's not a good idea oh god no, no. Vince Russo yeah. so he had to do that my bet uh, because anybody that knows the booch, you know, I, I'm a competitive person sometimes. Mm. I always got to find a way. How am I going to top all these bets? How am I going to one-up everybody? Instead of just being like, you know what? I'm going to be humble and back out of this. I can't do it. My ego won't let me. Mm-hmm. So I so I did this. I said, I'll tell you what. If Lana's a sole survivor, I'll tell the incident story. Lana was a sole survivor. <laughs> Guess who had to tell this? So now, so and, and I did. <laughs> now, here's the thing. We had to tell, and this, now, the, now you'll just see the YouTube version of this will be on YouTube. I'm going to have that as, as a separate video. Mm-hmm. But You'll see the whole watch party on Twitch. Basically, what's happening is we had to tell the story, but here's the problem. Because we're on Twitch, mm-hmm. Twitch has very specific guidelines of what we can and cannot say or talk about. And if we violate those rules, they'll cut off the live feed. So we had to follow so how so we had to tell the story as if it was, you know, and, and for, to make it Twitch appropriate. Yeah. Now, at some point, I don't think if I'm gonna do it right now because I may or may not do it at a later date. I might do it when we're in a group setting. I might, I might save it for the YouTube channel. Tell you mm-hmm. the truth. But um, obviously, I've told. Actually, no, no, I said this. I said this. You have to go back and find the blog talk episode if you want to see the R-rated version of that. Mm-hmm. So you have to go digging through the bowels of blog talk if it's still up there because some of those episodes did get deleted. Uh, if it's still up there, if it's not up there, then maybe someday I'll tell the dark story again. I'm not gonna tell it now. But basically, what we did was nope. I. Here's how here's how we presented it on Twitch. We oh, basically God. said we said that a uh, I hired a lady of the evening yep. to perform a certain job, which was to paint my house. A house. And uh, basically, while she was in the middle of painting my house, uh-huh. I discovered this lady of the evening was not a lady of the evening. But by the time I found this out, she was already halfway done painting my house. <laughs> so I figured, might as well let her finish painting the house.
house. Oh, God. Uh, granted, I should have did a better job during the interview process and found those information out, but I did not. So, no, you didn't. You know, I, I was not very good at, at job interviews back then. So, <laughs> anyway, that that's the story. So, we told that story on there. So, I had to tell it like that, and people loved it, and um, we, we found a way to work around that. Mm-hmm. So, I've already fulfilled my end of the deal. Now, I'm waiting on uh, John. No, John did his first. He made the guy a moderator. Mm-hmm. I did mine. Mm-hmm. I told the story. Mm-hmm. Now, we're waiting on Desmond and Gator to work uh, currently at the time we're taping this. do his Gator. I, 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 I don't know about that. Gator, Gator, Gator called me later and said, do I really have to do this? I said, yes. And I said, the reason is because we honor our bets. That, that is a rule I have on the Boochcast. Mm-hmm. If you make a bet and you lose, you honor the bet, which is for case in point, the Miz t-shirt I wore when Mayweather won the boxing fight. Uh, did I want to do that? Fuck no. But I did it. Next bet, honor my bet, you lose, you have to pick. Either you wear a Matt Riddle shirt or contrary to the fact, you have to wear a pink Charlotte Flair shirt. Fuck no. Oh fuck no to both of those. If I make that bet, it's because I'm I, I don't make bets like that unless I am damn well certain that I win. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I don't, I put it on because I I don't make bets like that unless I am confident. So which one will be worse, Matt Riddle shirt or the Charlotte Flair shirt? Charlotte Flair for because a I have different reasons for why I don't like Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. other than Matt Riddle, even though I hate Matt Riddle still. And two, I despise the color pink. Um, no, the only time if you ever see me wearing pink, mm-hmm. it's October. October and breast cancer awareness related thing. I'll wear a pink shirt for that. But outside of that, I don't wear pink. Uh-uh. I know it's like, oh, like tough guys wear pink. I that's bullshit to me. Uh-uh. I don't I, I call me old fashioned, call me whatever you want. I don't believe guys should wear pink shirts. <laughs> I'm against it completely. Uh-huh. The only, only I have one exception. What? Brett the Hitman Hart. Because he pulled it off. He did pull it Bre- off. The, oh, the Hart family can pull off the black and pink. Yeah. It works for them. Nobody, no other guy should be wearing pink. It's a, uh, no. Michael no. Culkin could pull off the color yellow. Yes, but yellow's not that girly. No, it's not. It's it's like the secondary girly color. Pink is the primary girly color. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, that's no. just, you should not be doing that. No, I don't wear pink either. I was like, seriously? I'm against that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Call me whatever you want, but I don't need that. But anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, so I want to tell those stories. So now, Zach... As we, as we mentioned before, he usually he brings a lot of topics to the show because I like whenever I have a co-host coming on, I like to hear what thoughts they like to bring to the table, have them come on and talk about because I already know I can talk to you guys all day with stuff that I can vent about. So mm-hmm. I want to make it interesting by bringing stuff that they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, uh, you, we picked, we're entitling this episode The Friend Zone. Mm-hmm. Tell the audience why. Uh, the Friend Zone, most people will say a guy... A male and a female cannot have a friendship that's not based off sex. Bullshit. Vinny, you understand where I'm coming from. My friend Katie, who I know since she was... Since she was 17, she's 30 now. And not once, if anything sexual has ever come between us, we're just friends. And I'm assuming you understand where I'm coming from in this, in this from this story. I do. And here's the thing. Most people argue against it. Like, I know Steve Harvey... Mm-hmm. has been very much against saying guys and girls can't be just friends because the guy wants sex and the girl always like no he's never done that and he said and Steve Harvey's theory is that if you don't believe me make sex an option see what he says mm-hmm. and I get where Steve is coming from but I uh-huh. still consider that bullshit and I'll tell you why right. look I have because I don't I can't speak for other guys mm-hmm. but me personally mm-hmm. I have always been up front with every female friend I've ever had that look if you want to be just friends I will respect that Mm -hmm. but if you make a move Mm -hmm. I will not turn you down I've said that and I'll give you an example Um, one example of that was when I worked for the regular guys Mm -hmm. there was a girl on there named Brandy I said that once now 
I was being interviewed by a gentleman named Art Howard, who was a big fan of the regular guys. And he always wanted to, like, get the inside scoop on what's going on in the studio. And he tried to reach out to Larry and Eric for interviews in the past. And yeah. one day he was able to get Eric on when he left Rock 100. He agreed to do his podcast because mm-hmm. Art had been so close to these guys. So he started having, he started, he reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to be a guest on my show? Now, we talked about other things in addition to the regular guys, but that was where the majority of the questions came from. How I got on the show, how I got into comedy, other things. And at one point, Brandy's name came up. I talked about how, you know, that Brandy was very talented on the show, very smart on the show. I love what she's doing right now with Bailey and Southside. She's in the great spot she's in. You know, she later became a board op when Mixmaster Mark left. So she took over the reins and did a fantastic, has done a fantastic job. And she's doing great now for Bailey and Southside. So I love Brandy. Respect her a great deal. But he told me, like, they asked me if I thought she was good. She was, she was good looking, attractive. And I said, yeah. And uh, they asked if there was anything going on between us. Mm-hmm. And I gave the honest answer. I said, no, there isn't. I said, right now we're just friends. But if she makes a move, I am not going to turn her down. Because that's an honest, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to get a more honest answer than that out of a guy. Because there are plenty of guys that were like, I would never cross that line. Then you present them with the opportunity and they're like, hello. Mm. Trust me, there are guys who will lie about that shit. But I think there are some cases where I can be just friends with a girl. Mm. Uh, Case in point, Rhiannon, who's on the Boochcast. She She and I are just friends. And we were like that before she dated John. Yeah, I know. Before she got engaged. Rhiannon and I were just friends. So that's one example. Another example, um, right now, currently, uh, Maria. Yeah. Who, who's yeah. a friend of ours. Yes, yeah, a friend Now, of granted, we have dated in the past. We have had sex in the past. And right now, currently, she is married. Yeah, she's married. Here's the thing. Maria is happily married. Yeah. She loves her husband. Yes, yeah, she does. I have met her husband. He's a fantastic guy. Yes, yeah, he is. Perfect for her. Yep. You know, but Marie and I have joked in the past that if she was still single and still living in Georgia, we'd probably still be hooking up. <laughs> and we laugh about it yes, because we, we both know it's true. But we're just friends because, like I said, she's happily married. Yes. And I respect that. So that's another person I'm just friends with. Yeah. I talk to Maria, Maria and laugh all the time. So I have plenty of females that I'm just friends with. Yeah. I can name a ton. Yeah. But way. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'll use another example. Kristen is another example. She and I worked together at Home Depot for years. Yeah. Eventually, she left, mm-hmm. and I left a, a couple years after. Yeah. She got me the job at Lowe's, mm-hmm. so we worked together at Lowe's. Yeah. We've stayed friends this whole time, Yeah. and I jokingly told her, like, I told her she's attractive, and we've, you know, people thought about, like, would we ever hook up, and, you know, we, we're not going to lie, it probably would have happened, although we jokingly say, if it hasn't happened by now, it's probably not going to happen. That's what happened. That's the same thing. If it would have happened, it would have already happened already several exactly. fucking years ago. I was oh, like, I know. No. I was like, no. Because the situation is with that and her baby daddy's one of my best friends, so. Yeah. Nope. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, no. I was like, that's like people bullshit. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no, she's a wonderful, Katie's a wonderful, wonderful person. And Vinny, this is also the person that thought you were gay. What? <laughs> yeah, that, it's her. Remember her? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, this was years ago when you came over to his, their old house. Why this, did you, well, okay, I have to ask this question. I don't know. Why did she think I was gay? I have no clue. I said, good God, no. I was like, I know two or three girls that he slept with. And one of them was actually a really good friend. And she goes, oh, okay. I was like, and I told yeah. you that. You were like, excuse me? I was like, well, like, it's always that. Well, here's the thing. And, and also, look, just let me give a disclaimer here. There's nothing wrong with being gay if you are. Yeah, no. You're listening to this and you're gay. 
That's fine. Yeah. And if I was gay, I'd be proud of it. Mm -hmm. But I know that I'm not. You're not. I've, here's the thing. On record, <laughs> I've proven that I'm not. No, you're not. I, I, and if you don't believe me, I will tell a fucking story that will prove it. I've proven it. Now, there's two stories here. Uh-huh. The first one was a long time ago. You're familiar with Burt Kreischer, the comedian. Oh, yeah. He and I are friends. Mm -hmm. And I met him through the regular guys. One day, this is this is right around the time when he was still working for the Travel Channel. So he was, he was known as a comedian, but he hadn't blown up to where he is now, where he can sell out like theaters and arenas and a lot of other things. Because he was doing mostly stuff with the Travel Channel. Then his podcast blew up and his comedy blew up. And he just became like this rock star guy who's incredibly talented, has fantastic stories. All of them are true. And he's just a, a hell of a party animal and a great dude. Just great guy. And so I met him. Mm -hmm. And we were, going, we were at the Laughing Skull one night. And it's me, him, and a bunch of other comics. Most of them I'm friends with. Some I kind of knew. But at one point, and I don't know how the hell this happened. Mm -hmm. But Bird has a tablet in his hand. Mm -hmm. And there was gay porn on the tablet. Now, I found out later the reason he had it on there mm -hmm. was because he was making a joke about gay porn, and he was looking it up so he could properly structure his joke. He was It was research for a joke. Mm -hmm. And this is true, because he's happily married, got two kids. So, basically the joke was, and he told that joke later, he said that, um, he said, he said, he said, I saw, he said, I saw a gay porn one time where, and I saw this dude give another dude a blowjob. Ladies, y'all gotta step your game up. <laughs> these gay dudes, because these gay dudes are, don't, are, are doing things you haven't even thought of. And that was the bit. And it's, and, and people laugh, because it's Burt Kreischer, his personality, it worked. So that was the joke. Mm -hmm. So he was looking that up. So then he hands me the tablet and wants me to watch it. Now, my first reaction is, I don't want to do this. But here's the thing. When you're a young comic and a headliner, it's like it's kind of like the Godfather. It's like, hey, the Godfather offers you a gift, you take the gift, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that in comedy. They offers you a gift, you take the gift. Mm -hmm. Like, like for example, I have never done cocaine a day in my life. But if I'm hanging out with Sam Kinison, I'll do a couple lines. Jeez, you guys don't have to do a couple lines. I'm just saying... It's Sam Kinison. Because cause your mind, you're thinking, oh, I'll do, I'm, I'm going to do some lines or, with this guy. Or, uh, no, you, 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 I'm thinking, you're thinking, I'm going to do some lines with this guy. He's going to think I'm cool. He'll take me on the road as his opening act. That's how dumb we are as young or, comedians. Or one Ryan's like, you got to come before with me, but you got to drink a um, bunch of scotch. I'm kind of going to. Yeah. Drink some scotch. It was like, like if, you, if I ever, ever, ever had the opportunity to go get drunk with Ron White, would you do it? I sure as fuck would. I was like. That's the one time I would, I would let I'm you like, do it. Let's go get, like, that's like, it's like, want to go get drunk with Ron White? Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we would. And God bless that man. Bless Ron White. Have <laughs> all the stand-up comedians... Him and Lewis Black make me laugh. I love Ron White. It goes like, I got thrown out of a bar in New York City. <laughs> or, or like, they get some goopins. Or my favorite one is like, well, folks, let me tell you, you can't fix stupid. Yeah, there's not a pill you can take. <laughs> there's not a class you, you can, can go, go to. to. Stupid, stupid is forever. So I'm in the green room, and he hands me the tablet. So I'm like... Okay, I'm going to do this so Bert will think I'm cool. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the, the stickler, stickler in, in the room. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be the buzzkill. So I'm watching this. Now, I hit play. Yeah. I forget what the title is called. But it starts off with a picture of a barn that is poorly drawn. Like, it looks like a five-year-old drew this in a, kid, in, a, in a first grade kindergarten class. It's so horribly done. Hmm. And then it cuts to the inside of a barn, and there's a haystack. Mm -hmm. There's two dudes in the haystack, and they're tied up back to back like they're being held hostage. Mm -hmm. So now, 
I'm thinking, because usually if you ever watch porn, any porn, mm-hmm. you know that within the first couple minutes, if you see two people, usually a guy and a girl, if you're in our case, because we because that's what we are into, mm-hmm. you know, we're into girls. If you see the two people in that scene, you know within five to ten minutes, the two people in that scene are going to fuck eventually. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to be said, mm-hmm. but you know they're fucking. Yep. Otherwise, they would not be in that scene. Nope. So, I'm thinking, how are they going to do this with their hands tied behind their back? So now I went, so now I am completely curious as to how the fuck this is going to happen. I don't want to see it, but I kind of have to see it. Like, how are they going to do this? Like, you know what I mean? I don't actually want to see them naked, but I want to know how the fuck they're going to pull this off. So my, my eyes are glued to this tablet. I don't see a fucking thing going on around me. I just, I can't see nothing. I can't hear nothing. I'm just staring at the screen. Now, while I'm looking, now, out the last thing that happens, eventually a third guy comes in, sees them tied up, unties them. So I'll give you the whole scene. They talk for a couple minutes. All of a sudden, there's this quick, like, trans film transition thing, mm-hmm. and they start game banging. Now, while I'm seeing them untying him and all that dialogue's going on, I don't notice it. Burt Kreischer is sneaking up behind me with his camera phone to take a picture of me <laughs> watching the porn. I don't see him. Oh, no. I don't see him. Now, here's what happens, though. I'm staring at the screen. I'm looking at the tablet. <laughs> the moment the game, within a half a second mm-hmm. of seeing these guys, because there's no trans, it, it's just dissolved, and they're just fucking, like, it, they're just going at it like three rabid animals. So, and again, Bert's sneaking up behind me. Yeah. Right when the game banging starts, I immediately go, oh my God, and I look away. As I turn and look away, he snaps the picture. <laughs> now, when I look at the picture later, thank God. Uh-huh. Because when you see the picture, it's there. you can see the gay porn, uh-huh. but you can also see, see me, my face, like this. Uh-huh. So you can clearly tell I did not enjoy what I was seeing. So thank God. If he had taken that a half a second sooner, uh-huh. I'd have been fucked. <laughs> he would have caught me clearly staring at it. But I went, oh my God, and I looked away. So now Bert's jumping up and down like a kid in school going, I got the picture! I got the picture! Look, I got the picture! <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's so hyped and he's so excited. Like, And, and everybody's laughing. And I'm just sitting there like this. I'm like, kind of like when you get, you, you know that, that look you have on your face when you know you've been pranked <laughs> and they got you good? Or like so I'm just Jamie like, did to you in Vegas with the Facebook thing, but I did you several years with the Facebook thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I was, that, that pissed me off. I got you good there. Oh, no. They prank me all the time. They, they wrap me in fucking toilet paper, those assholes. Oh, my God. We were, because I remember we were in Vegas and I get met, and, 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 and there was one guy, Conrad. He was fucking hilarious because I go into I finally get this stuff off of me and I go into the bathroom to like brush my teeth and all that and then Conrad um says he walks by he goes I'm just going to the bathroom and I and I turn to him sarcastically and I go yeah we're out of toilet paper <laughs> and then but Conrad fucking brilliant I love this guy I love him to death he turned back and went no we don't it's right out there <laughs> and I just went and I was like fuck you <laughs> he starts That's and we both start- passing out yeah oh it got worse it got worse like I I passed out. I passed out in St. Louis. They taped me to the fucking chair. <laughs> they literally wrapped me in tape, and I'm like, "You mothers!" Like I, it's, uh, it was bad. So anyway, so Bert's up and down. So I'm sitting there going, "All right, man, he got me. Good job." But then he took it one step a little too far. Mm. 
He sent the picture to Larry, and Larry posted on the regular guy's Facebook page. So now I had to go explain why I was watching gay porn. But I knew right away in that moment, this is not for me. I later had another experience that confirmed it. Mm. A long time ago, this is another reg this is a regular guy's thing. The regular guys wanted to send me to go give a review of a spa that opened in Atlanta. Now, a lot of you are going to laugh when you hear the name of this place, but they asked me to go to a place called the Flex Spa. Mm. Now... I'm going to get to this in a moment. So they, now I'm not allowed to Google what it is. Mm -hmm. They said, we just want you to go down there, sight unseen. I said, well, I'm still going to need the address. They said, well, can I Google the address? No. I said, well, then can you give me the address? Because I don't want to get lost on the way there. And back then, GPS wasn't as strong, so I had to have MapQuest directions oh, printed out. God. And I'm fucking driving to go find this place. Mm -hmm. And it's in Midtown. Oh. Yeah. So it's in Midtown. Mm-hmm. I pull up. They gave me money to go there. Mm -hmm. They gave me enough money to go in and at least pay cover charge and other things. They said, if you get anything extra beyond what we gave you, you got to spend it on your own. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. So I go in. I go up right up to the front counter. And the guy at the front counter, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll put this in polite terms, is clearly batting for the other team, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. But I don't think nothing of it. Because I'm thinking, well, businesses hire everybody. It's equal opportunity. You know, you can't, you're not allowed to discriminate in the hiring process. So he's just working there, I'm thinking. So he says, first thing he says to me, he goes, you coming in? Like, oh, I'm just going to stay for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He says, do you want a locker or a room? I'm like, Huh? And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck would I want a room? I'm just at the spa. What the fuck? Uh, I'll I'll take a locker. I just need a locker. That's it. So apparently, there's a locker. Now, what they do is they give you a key for a locker and they give you a towel. Because in this spa, you are only allowed to walk around the building in your towel. So, okay, respecting the rules. So I go in, I go to the locker. I'm in the locker room for about two, about a minute and a half before I realize where they sent me. Where they sent you? This is a spa. <laughs> For gay people. This is a fucking gay bathhouse. How did I know this? Because... You told me this. Yes, because in the locker room... Now, never mind the guys are walking around in towels. That's 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 normal in any spa. You get a towel or a robe or something. So Plus, I, I used to wrestle in high school, so I'm used to seeing yeah, naked yeah, people in yeah, a locker room. Yeah. So, or I was it, in a locker room. And even if you've been to gym class... Yeah, yeah gym class or, if, if you go, or my situation, jail. Yeah, or you go to workout gym, yeah. you're used to seeing dudes walking around. So yeah. none of that. So that's not a red flag. Or if the, here's the other thing. If you're either getting changed and they're butt naked, you don't go, mm. Now, if it's a girl, on the other hand, that's the situation. Here's the deal when it comes to that. We don't chat in the shower. That's all I have to say. Girls do. We don't. <laughs> or if you do, you're not looking at each other. You're just looking straight ahead. Still, though. Depends. No. Most of the time, you don't. You don't. Yeah. But if a conversation does come up, you're not staring at each other while you do it. Why can't you're kind girls of just talk like us dudes? Oh, wait, they have that. It's called lesbians. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it depends though. Hopefully, that's not yeah. a sexual joke. Don't come after me, it's, you people. It's, it's you're fine. You're fine. So you go to this spa and it turns out to be a prank. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I they they did it to fuck with me because they they didn't tell me it was a gay bathhouse. Uh, I found out when I got there. Here's uh, how I found out. Because I'm I, when I looked in the locker room, I look up. There's a 70 inch plasma screen TV in the locker room. 
with gay porn on it. Because I come to find out, through, they have stationed throughout the entire building, mm. TVs, <laughs> all of them have gay porn, playing on a loop 24-7. Yeah, I got you. Just, or, or, or for however long it's open. So, And I'm walking around this place, and I'm like, what the fuck? And here's the problem, though. The TVs are positioned, are angled in a certain way to where, no matter where, how, where you turn your head, you see it. Yeah. Like, if you can't turn, you can't look away, because if you look away, you gotta feel around the walls and see where you are, like you're blind. Yeah. And you don't want to do that in a gay bathhouse, because you you don't want to know what you might end up touching with your eyes closed. So fuck it. You just got to power walk through it. So I power walked through it. And I learned something. What? If you see gay porn long enough, mm -hmm. your eyes eventually get used to it. Mm -hmm. You don't get turned on unless that's your thing. <laughs> but you just get used to it. Like literally within 10 minutes of being in this place. Because I had to look. I had to go around the whole place. Because here's why. I, here's the thing. Because they already paid me for it. So I can't leave. Yeah. And I have to come in with an accurate review of the place. And I can't lie about it because Larry has this gift of knowing when I'm lying. Mm -hmm. I can, there's plenty of people I can lie to and they just wave it off. Larry is one of those guys that if he feels you lying, he'll dig for the truth. He'll dig. I, I love him. I respect him. He's my mentor. Mm -hmm. But he will dig for the truth. So I know I can't lie to him. So we go. So I go through this whole place and I learn. And let's just say, Vinny learned a lot in this place. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned. Here's the thing that I learned. So one is your brain gets used to the porn after a while. You're just like, oh, there it is again. You're just walking right by like nothing ever happened. So you get used to it. But also, the other thing I noticed is, for the most part, nobody really talks to each other. No, they don't. Gay, you, you would be worried that, oh, gay people are going to try to hit on me. No, they didn't. They were literally, uh, they were in the sauna. They were quiet. If they were taking a shower, they were quiet. They're walking by me, they're quiet. They're just trying to do their own thing. Now, obviously, there are rooms, so sometimes there are some people that are friendly and don't mind leaving the door open. <laughs> but, but, but not always. For the most part, they'll leave you alone. Yeah, they're actually kind of nice about that. I learned that. That's why I learned that. Other thing I learned. Um, I, I at one point I realized I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh oh. So I walk into this one area because it looks like a public bathroom. There's stalls and everything, and I had what I like to call a a Beavis and Butthead moment. Did you ever see Beavis and Butthead do America? No. Great movie. There's a scene where they walk into a church. Mm -hmm. And because they're stupid, they see the confessional booths and go like, Hey, Butthead, check it out. Porta potties. <laughs> oh, no. And Butthead's like, good. I need to take a dump. And then he opens the door closed and goes, uh, where's a toilet? Because <laughs> he's realizing there's no toilet in here. <laughs> I walk into this room and I realize the same thing. I'm like, uh, where's the toilet? Because the door was wide open. Mm -hmm. I look around. I don't. All I see in there, it's it's a blank room. Mm -hmm. There's a footstool over there. Mm -hmm. And I turn as I turn to leave, I realized this door doesn't have a handle. This area right here, what the hell is this? And it, and, it, and it took me three, four minutes, and I my brain literally was was processing everything, and I realized this is a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, it hit me. Like, immediately it hit me. I'm like, I'm in a fucking glory hole. And I fucking screamed like I'm running out of a haunted house. Because I heard somebody coming, and I was like, ah! Because I'm worried this guy's going to walk in here, and he's going to think, oh, here's a here's somebody, here's a, here's a partner. No! And I just no. ran. I ran out of there like I'm running no, out of a haunted house no. screaming. I was like, ah! I fucking ran. I was so scared. I freaked the fuck out. I was like, oh my God. Like, like off that, off, off, off a family guy where Peter had to take the gay gene and he started having that, oh, oh, oh. Oh, that orgy. Okay. Everybody ready? Oh, it feels like he steps up. He goes, like, and you can hear the making out. He goes, like, hey, what's going on on here? Oh, holy freaking crap. 
Oh yeah, it was also like it was also the scene like when he went for the prostate exam and ran out crying. <laughs> yeah, and like also Meg at the dinner table. So really, we're not gonna talk about this at all. And he's like, well, "That's right, honey. We're not." That's right, honey. We are not talking about this. So I, so yeah, so I go through this whole ordeal, and I, I eventually I get the information I need. Mm. I go home, type it up, and I eventually came back on the regular guys, told them what I saw, mm-hmm. and off the air, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> I couldn't say that, but I was thinking it because not angrily, but like you got me. I was like, I was like, yeah. It's like, there's like, so did you discover anything new? I'm like, oh yeah, I did. I'm kind of looking right at him like you motherfuckers because they, and it made for good content because I told, and because A, they got their laugh in. Yeah. I accurately portrayed the place. And because I talked about that thing about you getting used to the porn. Yeah. They found that very informative, which made the segment entertaining. Yeah. So that was one of the things I think on the regular guys that made me so successful. Yeah. Was I could take whatever they threw at me mm-hmm. and found a way to make it entertaining. Like I will. Okay. I don't like this idea, but I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And that's why Larry. And, I, and, and honestly, that's why Larry respected me so much. And that's what Tim also liked about me was the fact that whatever they threw at me, I took it. And if something did bother me, I never showed it on air. I showed it off the air, but never on air. I was like, I tried to be stone sour. That's why, you know, Tim would, some people would say, yeah, man, Vinny was on that show and nothing rattled him. Tim said, well, sometimes it did. Because Tim knew, because he would talk to me off air and he would know something. He could tell when something was bothering me, but I never liked to sell it on the air that something's bothering me. Maybe once I did. But most of the time, I kind of kept it to myself because I wanted to show I'm a team player. Because I thought if I showed him a team player, they'll respect me and I'll move up on the team. And eventually I did. Just not at Rock 100.5. When we went to the sports station, that's when Larry gave me more to do. That's when Larry started giving me a lot of airtime. And that's when I was able to knock it out of the park. Because I earned their respect by going through the ringer. So they put me in the spanky machine. I came out the other side. That's why I have so much thick skin today, honestly. That's why nothing bothers me. Like Nothing bothers me either. You know how many names I've been called due to my red hair? Oh, yeah. I was, I've was. i been called. I was like, okay. Ginger bitch. Okay. Fire crush. Okay. Carrot top. Okay. I was like, if people go, does anything offend you with your red hair? I go, probably not because I've been called every fucking thing. And well, fuck. that's not entirely true. Because we Try have carefully, po- Vinny Bucci. We have posted some birthday pics oh, in the Jesus past Christ. that have gotten you a little rattled. Which Elvis started the whole thing. Uh, yeah, he did. And we kind of went with that because I didn't realize I'm such an easy fucking target because of my fucking hair. Well, yeah, I mean we were able to do that, but hey, you know how many? It's like you know, it's like, it's like the fat jokes. Like you, I'll give you credit. You don't really give a lot of fat jokes at me. Desmond has a plethora. Oh, I did that one time. The guy named at work. He goes, Red, you're the reason why uh, Burt Red. Side. This is right after Burt Reynolds died. Hear me out. I go, and he's a heavy set guy like you. I was like, hey, Fowler, you're the reason why McDonald's is still open. And people go, touche, right? He goes, really? A fat joke? It's like, hey, I work with what you give me. It was the only thing I could think of at the time, so fuck that's, you. That's the truth. You go, you work with what somebody gives you. Rich go, my boss goes, dude, you gotta understand. When Red is savage, he can be savage. I was oh, like, I know. <laughs> and I think I think you get it from hanging around with us all the time. Like I got everybody's personal nicknames. Elvis is a pretty boy douchebag. Desmond is a douchebag.
bag with a guitar. Steven, Steven's just a dick. Vinny <laughs> here is the, you know how you like to call his name, Vinny the Boosh Bucci. I call him Vinny the Douche Bucci, or my personal favorite, Chrome Dome. Yeah, Chrome Dome. When have you ever called me the douche? No, no, I, I came up with it. I was like, yeah, when? I, you've never, <clears throat> no, you, this is the you first can... time I told Okay, I'm about to say, like, you've no, never told me that. Years, I came with up with about a year ago, V, and I was like, there's all the douches in, in the group. I go like, out of everybody, Elvis is the biggest douche. No offense here, he is. <laughs> he's a pretty boy douchebag. Well, he's funny. And the thing is, is that the cool thing about Elvis is that it just he's very mellow oh, and yeah, very cool, is. and he can hit, he can hit you with something out of nowhere. Yeah, he's yeah, that's so very good. true. And every time, I've seen him rattle Desmond, which is not easy to yeah, do. Yeah, and every time you you he like he, you and him are on there, I'm gonna pull him. Check it out with Vinny Bushy and the pretty boy Elvis Dunlowski. Yeah, I mean, you know, he it's, is it's, a pretty boy. I'm it's sorry. True. No, That's not like, an insult. The dude was good looking. Like before, before he, before he got married, a lot of girls uh, were into him. Yeah, I was like, we go seriously. I was like, they go what? I go like, Elvis goes, this shrugs his shoulders. I go, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, to say like, you know, it's cool. Like he's that good of a guy. Like he's, he gets, he, he, you know, he was that cool. I have no insults towards John. I have no insults towards Rihanna because, but, but I was like, people go like, so you go. Desmond didn't like that. I told him that one time. Like really, the douchebag with a guitar. Yeah, you go up there with. Campfire sing around with a douchebag with a guitar. Here's the thing, though, Desmond. You can actually sing and play. Yeah, he can sing yeah, and play. Like, He's very talented. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, didn't like that too much. It's like, seriously, douchebag with a guitar? I was like, or how about this? Every time you and Vinny are together, I go, hey, look! It's the pinballs or the Chrome Dome twins! Yes, and <laughs> the thing is, like, it doesn't... The reason it doesn't bother us is because... It's yeah, not really... I'm not trying to be really insulting. Those I know. Really, like, 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 we're just, just looking at him like... Hey, no, Desmond, I always look at each other like um the chrome dome twins it's like yeah he it's like they they doesn't look at the ghost he'll say like you know you know Vinny like Zachy's making fun of us for being bald it's like yeah but we get laid with this look so why is he that's our that's our biggest comeback he we get gets laid. laid you pay for it and Desmond I have not agreed. always like like not always but when you do pay for it it does not fucking count like the pre-show so Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, two my... against one. You're fucked. Elvis well, well, agrees too. Steven agrees as well. I bet John agrees especially. So if you have to pay for sex, it does not count. So mm. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count in the sense that like racks up numbers. But to me, I look at it like this. Here's why I say it counts. Because I'm still having sex with a woman. I still have to get her consent. I am still spending money during the ordeal. There's not much of a difference. No, there's not. There really isn't. We like, just like giving you crap for it. I know. Like Desmond, De like Desmond thinks there's a difference because he's like, yeah, but the girl's gonna have sex with you. I'm like, yeah, but she can still say no. Like hookers can say no if they're not comfortable with the situation. Oh, yeah. And when That's they the say no, you go, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's that situation. There's times where, you know, the only, the, I say this, the only difference between a hooker and somebody else is this. A hooker does it for a living, but yeah. that's how she makes her money, mm -hmm. pretty much. And with a normal girl, you're just taking her out on a date. Mm -hmm. And you're paying money to get laid. Here's, the only difference is this. You can take a girl on a date, spend money, and still not get anything. True. That's why that's why that's we different. don't go to strip clubs. Uh, like we go, yeah. Well, Stephen is, is it's, it's Stephen wants to go to one so bad, and Desmond and I were like, dude, it's bullshit. I was like, it's, it's not it's, worth it's, it. It's not worth it. But if he keeps on pre pressuring, and pressuring, and pressuring, like, dude, go by yourself. The only time we'll ever go to another one if one of our bros gets married, if we're allowed to. By well, the here's Beyonce. the thing. That's the difference. But, well, no, 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 no. That's the thing. Um, is that the strip club thing is a right of 
passage in a bachelor party. Exactly. So unless the bachelor doesn't want it, is the rule. True. The, with all due respect to the bride, mm-hmm. it is not her decision. Happy life, happy marriage, happy life, dude. Yes, but they're not married yet. That's how I look okay. at it. Yeah. So okay, okay. So I'm so saying, curious, uh, curious if our friends John and Rihanna, they're about to be married, and I guarantee you, Rihanna, we, it says no, and we take John to one, even though I highly doubt he'll go to one. She'll kill us all. Here's the thing. I've known Rihanna for 20 years. She's not gonna object to it. Hmm. Okay. She doesn't ask to go. I'm just saying, she's not gonna ask to go. And even if she does, here's the cool thing about Rhiannon. This is what makes Rhiannon awesome. Mm-hmm. She has the ability to sit around like one of the guys. That's true. She is a girl. She is a girl. She is attractive. Very attractive. But her style, her persona, mm-hmm. she can be. She know. Rhiannon has the ability, at least now. Mm. I, it's the ability to switch it on and off. She has the ability that she can turn it on and be one of the guys. Sit with us and be a dude. Mm-hmm. We can talk like guys. We can hang out like guys. She doesn't. She 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 can. She talk. said she grew up with older brothers, so I was like, yeah, she can talk like a dude. Talk, you know, hang out like a dude. Like she could be one of the guys. I've known her for twenty years. She's yeah. done it. But she also has the ability to be a girl. To be a girl when she needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if she needs to wear a dress, she can dress up and look beautiful. You know, and obviously she's obviously she's getting married, so obviously she knows how to be how to be a good a girlfriend. And I'm Fancy. trying to I'm trying to clean this up. So I don't want to be too rude, yeah. but or crude about. It, but she has the ability to turn John on as well. Yeah. So she has that gift. She's able to do all these things. So that's why she wouldn't care because she's been in that environment. Plus, her dad. When I first went to a strip club ever, mm-hmm. and my father took me first time ever mm-hmm. on my 21st birthday, my, my 21st birthday was me, my dad, Rhiannon's dad, and some other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. Off the top of my head. But we all went to the strip club. First time ever. Which one did you go to? You remember? Oasis. Ah! It was nearby. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to work at a hotel that was near Oasis. Mm-hmm. So the dancers knew my dad. Because mm-hmm. my dad would sometimes go there with with clients and stuff. When they would have client meetings and stuff, they wanted if they wanted to entertain the client, they would take them to Oasis. Yeah, and you know everybody at Oasis is professional. Like nothing too freaky gets on there, mm-hmm. except for the, the, the except for the test tube trick, which my. <sighs> I love the test tube I trick. I love the test tube trick. It was well. genius. It was it's genius. genius. Brilliant. It was wonderful. <laughs> Brilliant. So, the, aside from that, but usually my dad wouldn't partake in those, but he's familiar with it. Yeah. So he let me partake in that. Yes. So time to time, girls would come over and say hi to my dad, mm-hmm. and my dad was the wingman. He would say, "I'm here for my son's birthday," and I would get dances. So, and I had to be cool. Now, the first time, I'll admit, I got a little bit of the the creepy, of the, like the grin, like. <laughs> Because, now granted, because before that time, the only time I had really seen, like, a naked woman, like, in front of me, not on TV or screen, mm-hmm. was my college girlfriend. Because mm-hmm. when we, we when I lost my virginity to her, we obviously had sex and we were naked. So, outside of that, I had really seen a lot of naked chicks at that time that wasn't, like, on a, te- on a screen or on TV and a porno. Yeah. So, there was that. So, now I'm at strip clubs. I'm like, okay, these are new. This is fine. So, I, like, I can go to strip club today. It's not a big deal because I've seen it already. Yeah. But, the thing is, usually if you're a married guy or like in a relationship the strip club is the option you want Mm -hmm. because like they said you can look but you can't touch Mm -hmm. so that's why the strip club is the perfect place for bachelor parties very true and that's why in my opinion it's better to go to an actual strip club yeah than to have a to hire a stripper to come to a house or anything yeah or if they don't want to go like say like i got a better idea it's like i don't want to go to a strip club just take me bar get me drunk as shit i was like oh 
Okay. That'd be a lot cheaper, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. If that, Like I said, I may, to me, it's the Bachelor's decision. Yeah. Like, if you're not comfortable with it, that's no, fine. But know. with all due respect to any brides, mm -hmm. the Bachelor party is not your decision. Nope. Just like on the flip side, to be fair, mm -hmm. the Bachelorette party yeah, is so. not our decision. Dude. What you do on that mm -hmm. is your business. Yeah, stay at home. I was like, why the fuck you want to stay at home? Okay, I was like, whatever you do. Now, and like I said, the Bachelor party is our business. Yes. Just know there's a line you don't cross. Yes. Don't cross it. Don't cross it. And here's the thing. It's the job of the buddies mm -hmm. to make sure you don't cross this it. Never happens. Guess who's babysitting? Who? The only person who won't go out and drink in public. So basically, if we are going to a strip club, whoever the person is getting married, it's my job to make sure that person... How many times has Desmond have tried to drink drink out, make you drink out in public? I tried. That was just the only one to be successful. So if this does fucking happen, it's called Lyft or Uber, Vinny Bucci. So guess what? I'm not saying you have to go get bleh, like I like to do every once in a while, which I have not done in recent recent weeks, is this. You are gonna go out. You're gonna sit down and you're gonna have a couple of drinks. Okay, I will open your mouth and forcefully fucking make you do it. Is this it? Are you talking about if I get married? You ever get married? Ha, no. I'm talking if we ever go to a, like, out with John for his bachelor party. For yeah. You, we don't have to go to one of those places. We don't. I'd rather go to a bar. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Whatever he wants to do, it's his decision. It's his but decision. I'm just saying, Rhiannon's not the type of person who's going to tell him, no, don't go to a strip club. I know Rhiannon well enough to know she's not anti-strip clubs. She, she, she isn't. She, I, I and see plus, that. And plus, she and John have total trust in each other, and they're both good people. Yeah. I know that. So everybody knows there's lines you don't cross. Yeah, neither one of them, neither one, and neither yeah. one would cross that line yeah, if put in that particular if you situation. you saw one of your good friends who's married and has a family and you saw him about to do something really fucking stupid, you were like, no, but no, no. I was like, here's no. how, here's how paranoid, here's how safe I am. Uh -huh. The last time, when, on your birthday, we went to a strip club. Yeah, so Bad. Yeah, I know. It was so bad. Well, that's because I not, felt bad too. I'm it was so not sorry. a good night. It was not a good it night was, to go. Yeah, it, it really wasn't. wasn't. So De like Des and I weren't having any fun because Desmond's not really a big strip club no. kind of guy. I've been to Oasis a million times. I've been it's, to Oasis a million it's, times. It's, it's special, but not that special. We'll go like, you want to do this anymore? And you say, no. I was like, okay, we won't. But here's what happened. Here's how paranoid I am. I'm at a strip club. I got a hot chick on my lap who's naked. Mm -hmm. I am staring at this naked girl. Out of the corner of my eye, mm -hmm. I see a waitress come over mm -hmm. and put a beer right in front of you. I stopped oh, the Jesus girl. Jesus Christ, this is wasn't when we went with Des. This is when we went with Elvis. No, the, oh, right, right. Yeah, That's that was, was years ago. Okay, stop breaking that up. I get the fucking point. This was seven years ago. No, but it, it's not even about you. It's more about me than anything else. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. I'm just saying, I stopped midday dance and went what the fuck is that because i zach was trying was like supposed to behave himself with drinks at the time i went to a strip club um, when i was on probation i was like yeah this is fucking stupid so i looked down and i and then zach had to be like i bought it for her and, and she told oh, me i remember her you bought the drink for that I remember girl this girl i was like she wanted you to buy her a drink, drink so you were buying her a drink. drink i and then you told me the drink was for her and i said oh and then i looked back at the other girl and went as you were and she, she told me her life star i was like okay right you were like let it go like let it go like i could have taken her home but no she was she was on something that wasn't alcohol that's all i have to say hey i was like dude it's a you stripper it's she's a dancer dude some of those girls are on so. who cares what they're on you know what hey 
bottom line is this. There was one, you, you do realize there was one thing she wanted to be on that night. That thing, of course, being your dick. I so, would have. I am a dude. It's like, you want to come home with me? It's like, sure, bye. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> We'd be like, yeah. And she obviously she would have to take you, but absolutely. So, I'm, fix that here soon. Oh, I know, dude. Like, take care of that shit, man. You got that. So, I mean, I mean, I know you got roommates now, but if you had a chick, they let you take her home? I'll tell them. Ha, 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 goodbye. Fly don't bug me. Oh, yeah. Just try to keep it down as quietly as possible. Well, yeah, if you got roommates, you got to keep it down. But I'm just saying, if, as long as they don't have objections to you bringing girls nah, nah. in and out. Because I would, I would say, I look at it like this. If you're paying your rent, mm -hmm. they should be allowed to let you have a girl over. Oh, yeah. You know, I hey. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, just... I'm paying my rent. Don't cock block me. Exactly. That's how I would do it. Like if I'm, you know, now obviously if you're behind on your rent, I wouldn't, I, they wouldn't, they shouldn't let you have anybody in there. But if you're paying rent and you're okay. paying your own way, I pay my own way. Bring the girl into your room, you know, and then just like do, do, have fun, man. Do what you gotta do, you know. I mean, have is some it biblical? fun going to a strip club? It is the first time. The first time I was 25 years old, and this is I, I, I was like I went with two. Remember my buddy Brad? I went yeah. with him. I went with a friend Corey and a guy named Randy. And and, and Corey was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And he goes, dude. I was like, I was very impressed with you. I was like, I, I like you behaved very well. I was like, I was like, and you've been to me with more strip clubs than anybody else. Do I behave very well in those places? Yes, you do. Of course you do. Yeah. And the thing is, here's how I look at it. I I went to strip clubs a lot in college because my one of my best friends at in college his name was jason he went with us to wrestlemania okay um he was in atlanta wrestlemania mm -hmm. yeah. uh he was addicted to strip clubs uh, not sure if he still is but like let's just say if he had a friend or a relative that was turning 21 he would use that as an excuse to say we all gotta go mm -hmm. to a strip club mm -hmm. We used to go to this place called Pinups in Decatur. And that was where I learned a valuable lesson that everybody should learn. What? If you have the choice to go to a strip club mm -hmm. that does $5 dances or $10 dances. Go with the $10. Go with the 10 Always go with the 10 Pinups is that bad? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. The girls were hot. Smoking hot. Oh my God, they were smoking hot. Oh my God. I, 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 still, I still think about it. Hmm. Oh my God, those girls <laughs> are hot. But here's the problem. What's the problem? With $10 dance strip clubs, here's the difference. They play a song. Mm -hmm. There's dancing. Eventually, at some point, the music stops. Mm -hmm. And they ask you, would you like another dance? And you say yes or no. Yes. If you say yes, they keep going. If you say no, you pay the lady and she leaves. She leaves. With a $5 dance strip club, mm -hmm. the music doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. They play a song, and then another song jumps in, then another song jumps in, and before you know it, you owe $75. Oh, fuck that. Man. Oh, it's a fucking scam. I learned, oh, I was pissed. I bet. I looked at this lady like, you fucking cunt. I was so mad. I bet. I was mad. I didn't say that to her, but I was thinking it, and I'm like, this bitch done robbed me. I was so fucking mad. I have, I have been, oh, $5 strip clubs are a Scam. They're a fucking scam. They're a scam. The only different, the only advantages is that in some of the five dollar strip clubs, they tend to not care about the rules too much. Gotcha. Like there's this one place called Babes that I went to. You can do whatever the fuck you want to a girl right there, pretty much. You can do anything but take your dick out. No. Other than that, you're pretty much. It's pretty much go time. So it's fun. Now there's some now there's some security guards that might come over if things get a little too crazy. But the girls themselves they don't care. It's there's I remember going to like I've been to I've been to Strokers. That's pretty cool. Um, the only place I have 
I haven't been to Magic City. That's the only one I haven't been to. Don't ever want to go there. Yeah, no. That place is too crazy for me. But I just know that I've been to so many strip clubs, but I learned. Do the $10 ones. They're professional. The $5 ones will rip you off. Thankfully, I learned that. It was a lesson I learned in my 20s mm -hmm. before I ever met Zach. <laughs> and... That's why now I'm, I'm, I'm cautious of that shit. I'll never go. If it's $5 dances, I ain't going. I ain't going. Unless it's somebody's birthday. And if, and if I go, I'm getting maybe one person. I might do like, okay, figure shit out. And then like. Or if you're very successful, we'll just take them to Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not imagine that, Penny. You. <laughs> there we go. Me. Man. I'm just saying. Elvis. Steven. And Desmond and John go to Vegas. What will happen? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you be in jail. Excuse me here for a second. Why am I the only person? Every time we, I talk about this, if we ever do this, I'm the person that always ends up in jail. Because you're the one that's most likely to get fucked up, which means you're the most likely to do something stupid, which means most likely you're going to go to jail. I mean, stop me when I lie. I'm stopping you. That's not true. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, you're expecting it to be like I the hangover. Put my fucking... Here's what I think. I think you're expecting it to be like the hangover, and I think With you're realizing... With you never know. Uh, I, I know. I'm pretty certain that at this age, it's probably not going to go that Back way. in the day? If we were in our 20s, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because back when we were in our 20s, Elvis was in his 30s, so probably. Probably. But now, that ain't gonna happen. Probably it's gonna not. be. Like, will we go, to, will we go, go? Will we go oh, to a strip? Yeah. yeah. I'll go to Vegas. I always wanted. Oh, yeah. What would you do in Vegas? I was like, I was like, since I can't play blackjack, and I told you the reason why I can't play blackjack, you were pissed off about that. Ladies and gentlemen, in some distinctive ways when it comes to blackjack, I can count cards. Don't give me that fucking look. <laughs> oh. Do not. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not even looking at you. I just saw dollar signs. <laughs> it's not. It's basic math when it comes to 21 blackjack. People who stop or they usually have 18 or above. Rarely do have a 21. You look for their hands. Why do you think these blackjack poker players wear sunglasses all the time so you don't see their fucking poker face or the blackjack face? Don't ask me how I know this. I just came up with this concept. I could be wrong, but I don't want to go there and get my ass kicked by the fucking, you know. Well, here's the thing. You just got to be smart enough yeah, to know. You just... The trick is you got to be smart enough to know when you're going to leave, when to leave the table. Yeah. And but still don't know. So I'd be like, what would you do? I was like, go see shows and get drunk as shit off of free alcohol and play slots. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I think you said like, nah, fuck that, I'll do that. I was like, get drunk and play slots. I was like, let's go get drunk and play slots. Fuck it. Yeah. So, I mean, but otherwise than that, we ran, we just ran off random uh, topic. When it comes to the friend zone, it's just proven that we can be yeah, friends with you, a girl. It is possible. It is possible. It, you know, but, and, and it just depends on the situation. Now, some people, like I said, some people are able to do it where they 100% have no interest in the other person. Yeah. Which can be rare. Sure. Sometimes you might be attracted to the other person but you know that that person is not going to sleep with you ever so you stay friends with them anyway because you like the friendship it is possible but like I said I've been like that with every female friend that I've had you know I've been able to keep it just friends hang out with them and it be okay mm -hmm. you know I've always said like if I said if they make a move I'm not going to turn them down no. but as far as me initiating it that's never going to happen yeah 
Not now. I'm not gonna be the. I'm just not gonna be the one that initiates it. But if you initiate it, just know I'm, I'm gonna say yes. So don't say it unless you mean it. Because yep. I'll call your. If you try to bluff me, I'll call I'll it. Call your bluff. I will call your bluff. Now earlier, Zach spoke about an individual named Randy, and that reminded me of something else you wanted to talk about, Zach. So uh, feel free, lead the way. That '70s show. Oh God, yes. Fantastic show. Yes, it was. And uh, it was so funny. It was just like it was teenagers. And it came out in the perfect time, and it was great. It was really good. I think my favorite character would have to be Kitty. Kitty? I really? like it. I don't know why. I love that. I loved her in that show. It was, it was, she was funny. She made me laugh more than probably anybody else. Here's what I, I loved about her was she had a few moments where she was great. Uh, it was towards the later seasons when she started like including alcohol with her character, because before that, she never really did that, uh-huh. where she like needed it constantly. But I think my favorite, the, my favorite moment with Kitty... Uh-huh. Hands down is when she goes off on red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like a car horn that like yeah. censors her and just starts like yelling and cussing and then ends it with a dumbass and walks away. And the crowd, <laughs> the studio audience is cheering like crazy. And red just has this look on his face. <laughs> like, I, I, and for me, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly who my favorite person was. Um, I guess if I had to pick one. Um, gotta go. I, 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 Red Foreman was probably my favorite, just because I loved his ability to to not give a shit, and the fact that he could find <laughs> multiple ways to insert a foot into your ass or a dumbass. Yeah, well, dumbass was his catchphrase. But he used to say like every different way, like his foot. Like he's like, you just drilled a hole oh. in my ceiling. My foot is about to drill a hole in your ass. Or he'd be like, here's a book my foot wrote on the road to in your ass. Well, how about the name Nine Toes? That's gonna be in your ass. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. Like he had that delivery that was amazing. But he would never, when it came to Kitty, mm. he never did anything like that. No. Like that's that's the thing about every um, TV show dad for the most part. They would go off on the kids and everybody else but when it came to their wife they were always respectful. Yeah, very true. Like one time it was like it was like like you know, Kitty goes so she's like, you know, with Lori you have a conversation but with Eric all you do is bark orders. She's like, you said no to be Kitty. Well, until you have a conversation be nice to Eric, I'm gonna keep on bringing it up. And Eric goes it's all, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, Kitty. Every nap you're taking, every newspaper you're reading, every football game you're watching. There I am, ducky, 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 ducky. And he goes, shit. And he, he said, every, she, it, uh, every football game you're watching, you'd be like, all right. <laughs> that would have been the moment for me. Or would they say, like, Red, can you go get me a Cosmo magazine? And it's like, it's just, I just opened up this beer. It's like, it's all frosty. He goes, crap. <laughs> <laughs> just because they cut to the kitty just staring at her because she has that look of, like, I don't care. Get me the magazine. Oh, my favorite scene was she got upset with about the clicker. What good is a clicker if it won't work? It throws it down to stop stop. Her. I'm so sorry. There I go. Flat off. Right off the handle. <laughs> Kelso was also the funniest. Just for the simple fact that. He's an idiot. He's a dumbass. <laughs> but he gets laid. Oh, a like, lot. It's it's great. Like that kind of incident. And then here's the thing. Um, I will say my least favorite character was Jackie. She was my least favorite character. I'm going to tell you why. Because she was such. She was like she was like that spoiled rich bitch mm-hmm. that you fucking hated. Yeah. She was. She, she was awesome. She's like definitely the most immature Mm. and she was so full of herself. It was insane. It's one of those things where there were times where I would look at Kelso and go, I don't blame you. 
Like she would like like for wanting somebody else because Jackie treated Kelso like an I mean like an idiot. Now look, Kelso is an idiot, mm -hmm. but you're not supposed to treat him like one. Like she literally would walk all over him and just be rude to everybody, and you know, all, mostly because you know, she, you know, Don, basically she becomes a nicer person when her dad goes to jail. Yeah, that's when she finally starts to humble herself. She hooks up with Hyde, and Hyde's just a guy who doesn't give a damn, mm -hmm. and also is tired of Jackie's crap. He didn't take Jackie's crap. Huh? He did. <laughs> that was the thing. He. And that's why I like Hyde so much. He didn't take anyone's shit. Nope. He and he had the best insults, mm -hmm. and he was completely just the king of I don't give a shit and it drove Jackie crazy. Yeah. Eventually they broke up and here's the thing that makes me laugh the hardest. Jackie ends up with Fez. Of all people. Of all people. Of all people. It's like Fez and, and here's the thing like at first she and when he finally gets the opportunity to have Jackie at first he doesn't want her mm -mm. because he's like I don't want to be the last guy on the list or whatever or the rebound person. Like Jackie had to basically admit to Fez that she was in love with him. Mm-hmm. And finally, they hook up at the end of the season. Or in the series, I should say. So, a lot of cool things are happening. And then, of course, they... Eventually, they took um, Ashton Kutcher and Topher Grace out of there. That's when this show started to suck. Well, I found out later, and I think, if I remember correctly, the reason they took him out of the series was because uh, Topher was leaving the show because he was going to be in Spider-Man 3 with, uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire yeah. and all that, with the Venom oh, appearance. So playing Eddie Brock. So that's why he left. And Ashton Kutcher was doing a movie, I believe it was a movie, called The, the Guardian. Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. So he, because they were filming these movies, they had to leave the show. Now, of course, because they had to leave the show and everything because they were filming that while they yeah. were filming everything else. So eventually, you know, Kelso appears and has five cameo appearances in, mm -hmm. the, in the series. But they write him off by saying he's going to, apparently he finds out he's a dad. Yeah. Yep. And he goes to live closer to his child yep. and also becomes a police officer. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes, I want to be a cop. Boo. Well, of course, because Hyde is, you know, against the system. Mm. So now they're like, but of course, Kelso's still Kelso, regardless. Mm. But but he somehow manages to pass the police academy, which is great. Now, of course. Ooh, you're, you're having a child? He's trading officer. Who? Read with you. And then, of course, Eric's being written off by saying he's going to Africa. Yep, to be a teacher. To be a teacher. So, and then, of course, during this long distance thing, yeah, they insert a character by the name of Randy. Boo! Fuck Randy. No. He's basically oh. Hyde's employee at the record store who comes in in the final season and briefly dates Donna. Mm. But Donna later breaks up with him. Because you still have feelings for Eric. Yes. And even though like her and Eric and they were doing the long distance thing, they broke them up, which I thought was stupid. Yeah. Especially when we know the final episode, they get back together because yeah. Eric flies back home. Yeah. You know, and he comes back for the final episode, which was great because yeah. the final episode is them entering the year 1980. Yeah. So they find a way to, to get a decade out of eight seasons mm -hmm. and stretch it out, which I thought was genius. They ended it actually very well, I thought. Yeah. They ended it very well. I mean... Kelso came back. Kelso came, came back. back. Oh, the usual I can Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was just, it was just a really good show. I mean, I was like that that '70s show and The Big Bang Theory are the two my two of my most favorite comedy sitcoms of all time because yeah. it proves that the nerd nerd like Eric and Leonard can get the hot girl. So fuck off. Yes, 
I mean, nerds can do that. I mean, but you have to understand, the girls they got, well, I can't speak for Leonard because I never saw The Big Bang Theory, Um, but I can speak for that 70s show. Donna was a little nerdy herself. Yeah, she was. Not a whole lot, but like a little bit. Like she was nerdy enough to do the Princess Leia with, with, the, with the buns in her <laughs> yeah. hair and everything. And it talks about like lowering her force field or something. And it's like, Leia doesn't have a force field. And I'm just, I'm just looking at him like, motherfucker, just bang her. <laughs> this way. Or when she started wearing a schoolgirl uniform, all the guys were like, great outfit. Or when, uh, when she let her hair down, like ever like what do you, uh, she took off her jacket like oh and, then, and she lets her uh, she shakes her head around the like oh that's great like, what is with you guys in this uniform well that goes it makes us feel dirty <laughs> good day good day I say good day it's like and then someone says and goes I said good day but Fez I said good day ah I hope you not have a good day. Uh, Will, Will, Wilmer Valderrama played that role so well. <laughs> and here's the funny part was that is that um, most of these guys in some form or fashion were able to come back when, when they did the ranch. They yeah. They had like reunions yeah. and stuff. I thought was great. Like they actually did to promote the ranch. They literally did like the circle mm -hmm. with like uh, Ashley Kutcher, Danny Masterson. Ooh. And they had um, the guy that plays Bo. I can never remember his, the actor's name off the top of my head. But they looked. he looked at that and he was just, but he wasn't smoking anything. He was just kind of sitting there looking at him because mm. he has that badass look he is so cool or my other favorite scenes when he was in that uh person who's trying to buy the family ranch it's like not why are you in here because your front because uh, uh, your security thought i looked like ashley kutcher from that 70s show i paused it i started clapping i was like yeah and people <laughs> when it comes to ashley kutcher with the ranch he impressed me with his acting yes he did i was like if you would think ashley kutcher can't act bullshit he did a fantastic job on the ranch dude i'm gonna tell you right now there was one moment that solidified it for me yeah, I think I know what scene you're talking about after Rooster passes away and he doesn't want to be convinced that his... And his mom says, like, he's dead. There's nothing he can do about it. And he talked yeah, about yeah, how yeah, he'd yeah. been away for 15 years. Things were just getting good. They bought the Peterson Ranch, everything else. And he just is, like, collapsing into tears. That... I cried. Yeah. I, was... I cried during that scene. And even when he came up and did the eulogy for Rooster, mm -hmm. I fucking cried during that. Like, that was amazing acting from Ashton Kutcher. Now, I have seen other roles where he had decent acting. Yeah. That's the best I've ever seen him. That was the best I've ever seen him. And I honestly believe, and I have a theory on this, mm. if Danny Masterson never got fired, that'd still be going. I don't. I, I honestly think that show would still would probably yeah. still go on. But the problem is a lot of people walked away from it because of Danny Masterson being fired from the show. Yeah. A lot of people were pissed about it. And I was pissed about it. I was not happy about it. But I was the type of guy where I wanted to see it to the finish because I loved the show that yeah, much. It was, it was, it, yeah, and it was a good show. people can say whatever they want. Dax Shepard did a great job too. Yeah, he did. He grew on me. But I liked Dax Shepard because I I know that him and Ashley Kutcher were friends when he did Punked. Mm -hmm. I loved him in Employee of the Month. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a great villain. I thought him and Dane Cook worked very well together on screen. I have seen a few other Dax Shepard moments, but he was mostly just the goofy comedic guy. Yeah. This was a show that proved that a lot of good guys who normally do comedy can do a drama and do something serious. Like the fact that Dax Shepard's character was a veteran with PT with PTSD. Yes. And played that so well. Very true. Very true. And it made you feel sorry for him even during times when you shouldn't feel sorry for him. And that's the cool part. He got you to love him. He and got you to hate him. He got you to love him again. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> and Bo was there through all of it, not taking shit. No. Bo was fantastic. <laughs> 
you could see the passion that guy had for acting. And, of course, we all know, I know him as, I think it's Sam Elliott was his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah now I'm finally remembering it. But he, um, like, I, I, I only knew him as Virgil from Tombstone. That was all I knew him from. So to see him there and then see him on the ranch, I thought was great. And, you know, like, I remember when He Col- has the ultimate mustache. Yes. He's one of those guys that can never shave his mustache. Nope. You know, uh, it's it's like a Foxworthy type mustache. Jeff Foxworthy type mustache. Or uh, Tom Selleck. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's but, not like Tom Selleck, but, but he's also one of those guys. But not as good as freaking as uh, Sam Elliott's mustache. Sam Elliott, yeah. It's it's amazing. Like, that dude is, was, is incredibly gifted. He showed his range in this show, mm-hmm. and I love the the attitude he had. I love the sarcasm that he had in every scene. The fact that he could play this one character so well, he can make you laugh, he can make you cry, make you do whatever. Mm-hmm. And you saw like Bo, and you saw the evolution of his character from just a hard ass who didn't give a fuck to emotionally vulnerable through everything. Yeah, you saw that change in him. Yeah, you did, and it you was did. amazing to see the growth of every character throughout. Oh, yeah. You know, and just awesome yep and i truly believe that i would have loved to have seen the evolution of rooster that would have been fantastic like there was a part of me that honestly thought he was going to come back at some point yeah i really did i really felt like he was going to come back from the dead and they were going to find a way to get him back on that show because just the way he left was so unjust yeah it was it was it was like it was stuff he was accused of 20 years ago that was exonerated by police and he is they have looked, but because of the PR nightmare that Netflix didn't want. And here's the thing, and this is the one thing I will put Netflix on blast for. What? Because I find it hypocritical. What? They got rid of Danny Masterson because mm-hmm. he was allegedly accused of sexual assault 20 years ago. Yeah. Even though on record, police officers investigated those crimes. Those victims were interviewed, and they found that it was a lie. Mm. It did not happen. He was not charged with anything. But because of the PR nightmare and the fact that it was during the spark of the Me Too movement, they fired him. Meanwhile, right now, currently on Netflix, mm-hmm. there is a movie oh God, no. called Cuties oh, no. that nobody likes. Everyone is protesting it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is claiming that it is basically garbage. It, garbage. It's a pedophilic show okay, as far okay. as everyone else is concerned. And a lot of people are it's, it, it's sexual. They accuse of sexualizing kids, of making the uh, the adults the villains because they don't want their young girls to dress like that, which basically sums up every fucking parent that has a fucking brain. Very true. Now, I will say I there is one thing that the movie people have said that I agree with. What? It is a reflection of how certain girls dress today. Yeah. So they are not wrong in saying that. No, they're not. But they are not presenting it in a logical way. No, they're not. But the bottom line is this. Regardless of all the reasons, Mm. good, bad, and different, Mm. it's a PR nightmare for Netflix. And guess what? What? They still stream it. Yeah, they do. You can go right now if you want to. Click on that video. I'm not saying you should. Mm -hmm. I'm saying hypothetically you can still click on that as an option. So you're okay mm-hmm. with having a movie on there that makes it look like you endorse pedophilia, but you'll get rid of a guy off a popular show for a crime that he committed 20 years ago that he was exonerated from because you're worried that you'll people will think you endorse sexual assault. Yeah, I hear you. So, yeah, that's basically what you're saying is we're we're suing this because we don't want people to think we endorse sexual assault, but we're okay with people thinking we're pedophiles. Now, look, both are horrendous crimes, 
but you put a gun to my head and make me choose. <laughs> I'd rather be I'd rather be accused of sexual assault of someone my age yeah. than fucking accused of pedophilia or child porn. Yeah, I got you on that. I, I would rather be arrested for having a porno of my neighbor. <laughs> Adult neighbor. Let me make that clear. I would rather take a, I would rather get a camcorder and secretly record two of my neighbors having sex <laughs> and be arrested for that than be arrested for having kitty porn. Because the adult porn will get me a lesser sentence. Plus, kitty porn don't do it for me. Dude. So, yeah, I find that fucking hypocritical from Netflix. Yeah, no. Completely. They even got rid of that 70s show, too. Yeah. Well, no, I think they kept that, didn't they? No, it's not on Netflix anymore. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Well, they still had it for a while, and they yeah, got rid they, of it. Yeah, there was one of the long-range shows on the on Netflix. That was Sons of Anarchy as well. They got rid of that as well. But, yeah, but they but not around the same time they got rid of The Ranch. No. They, it, but I think that that 70s show left because it kind of ran its course in the show. Yeah, it did. Because Netflix keep only keeps certain shows on for a period of time yeah. and then gets rid of them. Unless it's a Netflix original, mm -hmm. it's not going to stay. No. They're going to get rid of it eventually. It'll yeah. drop off if not enough, unless people are watching it. Like, for example, they finally, like, like just a year or so ago, they finally got rid of Friends. Yeah. But they wanted to get rid of it a long time ago, but so many people wrote to Netflix saying, keep Friends, we love Friends. So they w spent a couple mil to keep Friends on for another year or two because mm -hmm. so many people wanted to watch it. That's why I get shocked when I hear people say, you know, Friends wasn't that great of a show. Really? Because Netflix dropped a couple mil because so many people wanted to see it. So, yeah, Friends was a good show. So, but yeah, so th those were those reasons. And overall, that 70s show was fantastic. fantastic. But um, there was another show that you wanted to talk about, Zach, yeah. that I was very intrigued about why you wanted to talk about this. So go ahead. I like uh, the show Roseanne. I like Roseanne. She made me laugh. Good family sitcom. Really, really was. I enjoyed Ida because I like Dan Connor. I like John Goodman as Dan Connor. He was my favorite TV dad. That's yeah. why. I mean, I, I liked Dan Connor too. I liked a lot of people on the show. Yeah. The, to me, Roseanne was, it was a good show. It had a lot of ups and downs and craziness and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it did. And, it did. You know, there, there were some good episodes. There were some episodes not so much. You know, I just, the, the episode, my favorite episode that I love mm -hmm. is on the one moment where Dan one-upped Roseanne. Because I felt like Roseanne had to win every argument. Yeah. Which I hated. Mm-hmm. You know, look, and I'm not saying that, you know, women don't always win arguments, but you, you can't, I, I don't like watching sitcoms mm -hmm. where the guy, where it feels like the dad is a doormat. Mm -hmm. Because things like that are part of the reason why I don't want to get married. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to be a fucking doormat. And here's the thing. I know I'm not a doormat. You're not. I don't take shit very well. Nope. If, if I believe that I'm right in a discussion, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make my point. Yeah. If you can prove me wrong, so be it. Yeah. But if I'm right, and yeah. I know I'm right, I will fight to the nail. And most people are like, well, you're going to sleep on the couch. Fuck that. Mm -mm. Unless you got a taser and you can zap my ass out of the bed. I'm getting in that fucking bed. We ain't got to cuddle. We ain't got to do nothing. But don't tell, don't make it look like, oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Fuck you. I, I hate shit like that. Where they act like, oh, the guy's in trouble. He sleeps on the couch. You're a puss. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on no goddamn couch. I pay for the house. I pay for the bed. I'm sleeping in my fucking bed. Now, if you want to go to the couch, be my guest. But I ain't going to force you to go. We got a bed. We're going to sleep in the fucking bed. All right? Yep. Why? Because we're married. Yeah, we had an argument. We had a fight. We're disagreeing. Fuck that. You wanted, hey, you wanted a ring on your finger? You wanted me to take the vows? You had to take those same goddamn vows. Better or worse? Better or worse. You don't have to like me right now. I don't like you right now. <laughs> but that's still my fucking bed. And that's still my fucking side. You want to put some pillows in the middle and build a wall? Go ahead. And you be just like the one 
at the border, you can say, I'm building a wall and you're paying for it. That's probably what my wife would say to me. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, my point is, here's my episode. It's the one where um, DJ was going through, was getting uh, bad grades in school. Yeah. Because he would, because he, because he was failing participation. And they found out it was because he was going through puberty. Ah. And like most guys, when you're going through puberty, you don't want to stand up in front of the class. No. Because you don't want people to see the swing. So he was getting in trouble. So he didn't know what to do. So Dan told him, put a book in front of it. Mm. You know, it'll be good. But of course, Roseanne doesn't like that idea. Because in her mind, you have to be able to have the talk with him. Because this is a prime example of this. Th- here's the thing. And this is, I don't care if this makes me look old-fashioned. I don't care if this makes me sound misogynistic. I don't give a fuck. It's just the way it is. Hmm. At a certain point, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're married or a single parent, yeah. when a child reaches a certain age, there's going to be a conversation you're going to have to have. Yeah. And unless you, unless you and the child are the same gender, you're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. You think you do, but you don't. You can take all the health classes in the world. Mm-hmm. You can do all the research in the world. But unless you are in that trench, you don't know. Very true. If you're a single dad and you have a daughter, at some point, you need a female friend to come in here and talk to her, your daughter about her new friend. Mm-hmm. I, and I know this. I would know me. If I was a single man and I had a daughter mm-hmm. and I had no, and, and the mom was either dead or walked away or whatever and I'm raising a daughter by myself, at some point, I need a female friend to step in and go, hey, I need you to handle this like can you help me with this same thing with single moms you have a son at some point you got to find a guy whether it's the husband whether it's the actual dad himself whether it's a boyfriend you're dating mm-hmm. or if you got a male friend who's just your friend we talked about the friend zone earlier yep. you got a guy in the friend zone call him mm-hmm. bring him over let him have that talk because he has he has first-hand experience you have third-person perspective yes so Roseanne wants to come in with her third-person perspective and try to have this story with DJ. Yeah. And it doesn't go well. Because here's the thing that most parents also need to understand. No child wants to talk about that with a parent. It's difficult enough to have that conversation with a parent, let alone the parent of the opposite sex. We definitely don't want to have that talk with them. No. No. Like, like if I was going through puberty, I, I was not sure about talking to my dad, but I damn sure didn't want to talk to my mom. No. No way. No. I, she don't need to know this about me. <laughs> I barely got through it with my dad. I couldn't imagine trying to have that talk with my mom. I would have freaked the fuck out. So she tries to tell the story. Yeah. Now, again, Roseanne is trying to relate to DJ. And what she does not understand is she cannot relate to DJ now because Roseanne's thinking I had Becky I had Darlene Mm-hmm. When they became young women, she could have those talks. Yes. So she's batting a thousand because she knows how to deal with that. So she thinks, oh, in her arrogant wisdom, mm-hmm. and again, I'm talking about the character, not the actual person. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the character. She thinks, oh, I knocked this out of the part with Becky. I knocked this out of the part with Darlene. Dan screwed this up. I'm going to handle it. So she tries to relate by telling the story about the time she had her period in a white dress. Mm-hmm. DJ gets up and runs from the kitchen, screaming, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Dan's like, what the hell is the matter with you? He goes, Mom's telling me a story I don't want to hear. And he goes, that's no reason for you to come running through the house screaming like a maniac. She said, it was about her having her period. And Dan goes, as you were. And Dan's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And he turns and he looks at over at Roseanne and goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> She goes, she goes, I was trying to help him with the problem. And she goes, he goes, I told you we had the talk. Everything was fine. Look, he was doing his homework. And she goes, you made him feel ashamed. I didn't want him to be emotionally scarred. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I couldn't think of anything that would send him screaming from the room like you did. <laughs> and 
then she finally realized she didn't do the right thing. And she said, oh, so I handle this better than you. Mm-hmm. She goes, I, I think so. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I want to hear you say it. Dress story bad, book good. Mm-hmm. I want to hear you say it. She goes, you handle it better than most. I, no, better than you. Better than you. I said, better than I thought you would. Better than you. I did it better than you, didn't I? And she goes, fine. You did it better than me, Dan. Are you happy now? And Dan says, if I were any happier, I'd need a book. And walks out of the kitchen. Fucking best scene ever. There was only, there was that, and then there was the other scene. My, I love this. Was when DJ wanted a sip of beer. Oh yeah. The sip of beer, and he ha- he's like, "Fine, I'll tell you about." And then all of a sudden, she he smells the alcohol in his breath. She freaks out. Uh-huh. She goes, "So you were so excited, you just couldn't help but give him a sip of beer, could you?" And he goes, "I had, had to. to. The, the hooker, hooker made, made him do it." Damn. And just says, <laughs> and she whacks with it. Here's the thing. He just and here's the cool part. He just fucking stands there, not even selling it. And Roseanne and Jackie break character and fucking go off. And I loved that. Uh, that that I'll say, like I said, it had its ups. There were good moments. There were bad moments. There were moments I truly hated. Yeah. But overall, Roseanne was a good show. Fuck you, Sarah Gilbert. Yes. Fuck you. Massive fuck you. I haven't seen the Connors, but I... I will but not watch it without Roseanne. I won't either. Yep. I won't either. And also, I heard Roseanne on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. She talked about why they're still allowed to do the show. Mm. Because ABC wanted the rights to keep airing it, and Roseanne agreed, but she agreed for only one reason. What? Because she's very, very passionate about labor unions yeah. and people and all that stuff. And the people behind the scenes, not necessarily the cast, but the people behind the scenes mm. were like union members that were, you know, like set designers, screenwriters, people, yeah. people that work that also had to make money. Like if a show gets canceled, it's not just the actors that miss out. It's all those backstage crew members. So Roseanne felt said, I would be a hypocrite if I let this show go down and all those other people get out of work. Yeah. So that's why she allowed them to do it. But the problem is they're piggybacking off of her work. Yeah. And she said the latest season of Roseanne that they did before she before she got kicked off was she was having difficulty with some of the writers. Because obviously she wanted to bring politics into it because Roseanne's, the core of Roseanne's show is working class American families. Yes. And working class American families at that time delved into politics greatly mm-hmm. and families were divided. Yeah. So they had some, so she wanted some of the family members to be Democrats and some of them to have a Republican point of view. Here's the problem. Mm. None of them had the balls to have a Republican point of view. Nope. Because they didn't understand, because they were afraid that if we, if we show that on TV, people will think we're really Trump supporters. And I'm like, you're a fucking actress, you idiot. It's acting, you dumb fuck. Okay? Recently on Doom, on, a, on, a, on the first season of Doom Patrol, I played a punk rock skinhead. <laughs> I am not a punk rock skinhead. I don't do, I don't listen to that kind of music i don't do that kind of shit no you don't but guess what what it was a role role it got me on tv got you on tv and it paid me money paid you a lot of money yeah fuck sarah gilbert after what i heard i was like i won't yeah. watch it i was like seriously because she was because she here's why she threw roseanne under the bus yes she did because she wanted to be the matriarch of the show mm-hmm. and here's the thing you're not the matriarch of the show no you're not nobody she... fucking likes your character no and like her character was the most unlikable character on the original Roseanne. I have to admit, in the early, early years, like in the 90s, Darlene didn't make me laugh a couple of times. No, she was funny. She was funny as something. 
she was now. funny. Fuck no. But she's terrible. She's awful. And yeah, but here's the thing. And I get I give credit to like 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 John Goodman mm-hmm. is the best at it because here's the thing. Every time he's been interviewed, he defends Roseanne. Yes. Every time. But he also understands why she was let go and that they have to move forward. Because here's the thing. I don't blame any of the actors for staying on with the show. You know why? Wow. They got to make money. Yeah. They got to provide for the families. Yep. They got to make a living. Yeah. So I don't blame them for staying. I just blame Sarah Gilbert for throwing her under the bus. True. And there were some people at Defenders some didn't. He even said, like, they would make all the, even in the writer's room, they would make all these jokes about Trump. And Roseanne would look at the script and say, I don't see any Hillary jokes on here. Because they were all scared to write jokes about Hillary. Okay. Roseanne literally left the writer's room, went to lunch, and said, well, I'm, I'm going to lunch. When I come back in an hour, I better see some fucking Hillary jokes in this fucking script. Or we're going to have a problem. Because even though Roseanne was and still is a Trump person, Mm -hmm. she was willing to allow Trump jokes on the show to have a balance. The problem is, like most Hollywood scripts and like most comedy specials, which is why I don't watch a lot of them anymore, they're not balanced. They're all biased towards one team. Yep. And because of that, I don't watch them. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy specials that from comedians that I actually enjoyed that I will not watch anymore because they went so far to the left and yeah. saying, I can't be around that. Like I literally I, cr- I used to get excited when comedy specials come oh, yeah. on. Now I cringe. There's some people I look at them and I go, I know what they're gonna do in this special and I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. I just yeah. know I'm not gonna watch I just, it. I, every time I see the Connors, I'm like, no. I won't do it. No, I won't watch it. Now I will watch Roseanne, but I after say I see Sarah Carp, like, you fucking cunt, you destroyed that fucking show. She did. I was like, you destroyed she, it. Well, not just the fact that she destroyed it. She it's not even that fat because the whole the uh, Roseanne is to blame for what Roseanne did. Yeah. She sent the tweet out. She claimed she did not know that the person she was talking about was black when she made that joke. Mm. And she claimed she was hopped up on pills and shit at the time when she was on Twitter, which that's a scary thing to have when you're on when you're hopped up on shit and you're on social media. Zach has been guilty of that. Uh, but the thing is... No, I actually did that when I'm sober. Just imagine if I did it drunk as shit. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm glad you don't do that shit anymore. No, but the point is, no. But the point is, when she did that, you know, like I said, that is her fault. Yeah. But everybody else knew what type of person Roseanne really was. Yeah. Sarah Gilbert just threw her under the bus. That, so that's what I'm mad about. And she destroyed the show because she wa- she had this idea in her head that she was going to make the show better. Yeah. They tried to kill Roseanne off with a drug overdose in the show. That's all I know. Of- yeah, they from a bitch because she had a knee problem and no bitch. I was like, oh, yeah. Know, so she, she died, died of a drug overdose. She got she got hopped up on you know prescription drugs and stuff like that. So that's how they killed her off. Which Roseanne hated that the way they killed her off and the way that most people trashed her. Like it's it's insane. Like any respect I have for Sarah Gilbert is gone. Yeah. I I I, I can't look. I I even see her on her talk show and she is so full of shit. Her eyes are brown. <laughs> She's so full of shit when she talks. But earlier we talked about John Goodman and uh, oh hell yeah. Uh, for some reason Zach wanted to talk about this particular topic so i'll have you jump into that yeah you always like dinosaurs when you were a kid yeah you got dinosaurs we're gonna talk about we're back <laughs> yep we're back a dinosaur story from 1993 oh my god look at it oh, no. oh. that's from 93 dude 1993 i was seven yeah oh i was six john goodman jay leno who did jay leno play oh, let's see uh Rhea, charles fletcher uh let me see who that uh, okay. He was oh, no, he, he was in cast. A Nightmare on Elm Street. He was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Uh, ooh, Martin Short was in it. Yeah. Yearly Smith. Oh, she plays uh, Lisa, Lisa Simpson. Simpson. That was Lisa Simpson. Uh, Kenneth Mars. Um, okay. Uh, Julia Child. Okay. Uh, Walter Cronkite was in there. Walter Cronkite Jr. Oh, Jr. Yeah. Okay. But the yeah, voice cast, uh, so John Goodman. Jay Leno played the alien that works for Captain New Eyes. He played Vorb. Oh, okay. Julia Child was Dr. Juliet Bleeb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. John Goodman was obviously the star. Rex, he was Rex. Rex. Uh, Felicity Kendall. Uh, she played Elsa, the pterodactyl. The pterodactyl. Uh, Charles Fletcher played Dweeb. Oh, oh, yeah. Played Dweeb. Uh, he liked Cron- the hot dogs. Yes. Walter Cronkite was Captain New Eyes. Uh, let me see. Uh, Lisa Simpson played the young girl. From oh. Martin Short was the clown. Uh-huh. That works for Professor Screw Eyes. Then they had Buster the Bird played by Blaze. Rhea Perlman played Buster's mom. Uh, Larry King was there as himself. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. And Rhea Perlman, I think that was... Oh, I, I think that's the girl from... Is, is that? Let me see. Oh, yes. That's the chick from Austin Powers. Yeah. And she was also in... She played the mom in Matilda. Yeah. And she was also in uh, Austin Powers. She was, a, she was a lady with a loud, loud, like, one, two, three. Yeah, that's right. But why is it... Why is she not listed here? I don't think it was. Look up Austin it, Powers. It, it had to be her. There's no way it wasn't her. There's no fucking way. Let me see this. There's no way. I gotta check this. But 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 Mindy Sterling? Oh fuck. Oops. It was Mindy Sterling. That yeah, that Oops. was I thought it was her. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I've had bigger chunks of coin on my clap. But yeah, so what'd you like about this movie anyway? It was just good. I liked the song and I just I just enjoyed it. It was dinosaurs who are actually nice people and they could talk. I just remember one of my co- old co-workers, what about, we're back. I go, oh my God, I totally forgot about that movie. I was like, I remember we're back. It wasn't even Disney. Yeah. It and was, what's interesting. It was, it was distributed by Universal Pictures. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is um like Amblin Entertainment, like Amblimation was the production company. And basically like what they did was they had this like stuff that made them intelligent. Yeah. And because they were intelligent, they you know, weren't less violent Yeah, they knew what was going on. But then they did the thing where they, you know, used an opposite thing and tried to turn them back into, you know, the crazy, you know, monsters that they were. And then eventually they, you know, found their way back and everything was kind of cool. And it was just interesting. It was, it, was, interesting. it was a very, it was a very dark movie sometimes. But in general, it was very entertaining. Like, I remember when this came out, like, everybody wanted to go see it. Yeah. Like, they were marching in a parade and singing in a parade. Love how Rex, John Goodman's character, used a, tr- used a pickup truck as a skateboard. Yeah. You remember that? I remember that. And they're, like, singing and having fun in this parade. But because they can talk, everyone thinks that they're fake. Until they find out later they're real dinosaurs and everyone freaks out and runs. Real dinosaurs! They just run. They start running. Yeah, they start running and freaking out. And here's the thing: John Goodman can sing. Oh, he's very good. Uh, He's a very good singer. Very good. Yeah, that that, that's the singing. I was like, huh. I was like, I love John Goodman. And we're back was a good one. Fantastic. Speaking of John Goodman singing, I gotta go back to Roseanne for a second. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites was another favorite I had was um there was an episode with the with the the band Blues Traveler. Yeah. Where they came on. Yeah. And they were singing, and apparently they said Dan Connor used to be in the band. Mm -hmm. But then with Ro- when he met Roseanne and everything, he left that away. So there's a moment where Dan was going through a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. wondering what his life could have been if he was in the band. So he goes on stage for one night, and he sings 
Sweet Home Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it's so well done. John Goodman was talented. Not only that, the dude was in the Blues Brothers 2000 film. Yep. Singing along with Dan Aykroyd, being one of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. He is a fantastic singer. Yeah. That dude has pipes. He's a, he's amazingly talented actor. Oh, he's amazingly talented. Like, you ever see him in um, Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon in it? No. Oh, dude, he plays. He plays. It, 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 that's a good movie. The Big Lebowski. Yes. Dead. Damn it, Walter. He can't blame everything on Nam. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. I haven't seen this movie, but what? we're going to be watching it as part of the Boochcast goes you to the movie. Shame, 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 sir. You're gonna love it. Fantastic film. I don't hate it it's just i just haven't seen it it's a difference guess who makes a cameo who the mustache man sam elliott yeah cool All right. and he narrates it too yeah he's narrating but i'm it. saying he's also done a lot of, like he's also been in um you know he did the flintstones oh i remember that yeah but dabba do he did the babe which i thought was great he was amazing as babe Ruth. killed it killed it the dad in coyote ugly mm -hmm. i thought was great he was in um he did, he did the hangover Part three. Well, he plays a mob. He, he was a mob boss in that one. Yeah, he also did um, uh, Atomic Mod. That's a damn good movie. Oh, he also was in. Um, he was a voice in The Princess and the Frog. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he voiced. Uh, he voiced Eli Big Daddy LaBeouf in okay. The Princess Bride, the dad of you know the, the guy who's like the king of the Mardi Gras. Yeah. So he was in the B movie. He was in the Jungle Book one and two. Um, I think he, or at least he was in two. I don't know if he was in the first one. Was he not? Was he in the first one? What? I feel like he was. The very first Bumble Book? I don't the Jungle Book. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, he definitely could have pulled it off. Who would he play? Baloo? Baloo. In, Baloo. The, second, oh, in the second Jungle Book. He did Monsters, Inc. He yeah, was he was Sully. Was Sully. That, at the end of that movie, was so bad. It was so sad. Yeah. When he had to say goodbye to Boo, it was just oh, not yeah. Boo's door. And, he go, oh. and, and, and then Mikey goes, Boo? And he goes, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the first one, and then like they did like the, the, the one where they were in college. Yeah. The prequel. And I noticed he's like, he's like, all I did was catch a pig. And he's like, technically, I caught the pig. <laughs> so he's like, yes, exactly. That's it right there. And then he did. He was he was Pacha and Kronk and, and the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that was great too. That was a good movie. Yeah, I, he was very talented. I like Emperor's New Groove. I always enjoy that. Yeah, and then um, he, let's see what else did he do. Oh, he does a lot of movies. Oh, Red State. Oh, I fantastic that. movie. That's just that was a twisted Makes movie. Freaking religion, like fucking nuts. Yeah, well, he's Kevin Smith directed it. Well, yeah, well, you know what it was based off of, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was based off of the Westboro Baptist Church. Only difference is the Westboro Baptist Church was. Those Cocksuckers, evil bastards, pieces yes. of humanized dog shit. Exactly. But they're not a violent group. They're not. That's the they're only difference. Violent. They never actually murdered anybody. No, they just. But they they just had. They just. They just. You haven't heard anything from them in a long time. Yeah. The internship. Um. Then you got. Uh. He was in. He was in a Curious George three. And just a few other great Oh, he movies. was in the Transformers last night. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hold up. I was like, that's John Goodman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he played one of the Transformers. <laughs> exactly. And um, he was in Ratchet and Clank. Oh, damn. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. So there's he's on TV. He was in, he voiced a couple of video games. Of course, because those are classic characters that he played. And then, of course, this was him on stage doing, um, you know, Broadway and Broadway stuff. Broadway and stuff. And it's, you know, which is, like I said, John Goodman, that dude's amazing. Oh, yeah. Love John Goodman. I always like John Goodman. Oh, yes. Very, very talented. Yes. And one of the few people in, they've been married to the same woman since 1989. They have one kid. Amazing so how that happens. Yeah. 
In Hollywood. Some actors are an actress who can stay married, but a lot of them. You ever seen that? What? Oh, brother, where art thou? No, I have not seen that. Uh, according to my psychiatrist, a lot. Um, but no, I haven't I seen that. I think you would highly enjoy it. I don't know. I've, I've looked at George it. George Clooney's in it. I'm sorry. That's supposed to, it's supposed to sway um, me. I don't hate George Clooney, but that doesn't. No, it's, it's But he's it's not an actor really, that motivates me to want to see it. It's really, really good. It's really, really like good. I said, there's certain actors I hear they're in a movie, I instantly want to see it. And there's times I hear actors that are in a movie, I instantly well, don't want to see it. That, yeah, it's uh, it's a very good movie. You know how um, that song, um, I am a man, Constant Sorrow? That's where that mo- that song came from. Okay. That song came from was that movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, interestingly enough, and uh, so overall, like we said, this was a great movie. John Goodman, great actor. Um, I was shocked that Jay Leno's in this. You forget yeah. that he's yeah. done some acting in addition to. He's a one. Everything else. Talk show that doesn't give any politics. The yeah. One. Well, I don't know. He did talk about it sometimes. Jay Leno was basically the kind of guy that like. He was a a hard person to talk to uh-huh. if you really wanted to like appear on a show. Like here's the thing. Like he took over the show from Johnny Carson. Yeah. This is the fundamental difference between Johnny Carson and Jalen. What? Johnny Carson, when he hosted, mm-hmm. he put the spotlight on the guest. Yeah. He would set you up for if you were gonna say something funny, he would set you up and he would put you over, he would laugh. You mm-hmm. know, comedians, if they want for a comedian to be able to do stand up on Carson was the big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. If you killed it on the Carson show mm-hmm. and he and he and he waved you over to sit with him, yeah. You made it. You were a rite of passage. You were the fucking man at that point. And uh, with Jay was, Leno, you never had that. I, I was like, I was like. Here's the thing with Jay Leno though is that he always had to be. He always had to top you. Like he saw it as like if you try to be funny, you try to be funny back. Try to be funny, be funny back. He would very seldom let his guests get over. Yeah. Jay Leno was more about putting himself over than the guests most of the time. Like he would still plug what you're doing. Yeah. But as far as you being funny, he would make it tough for you to get over. Now, the only time a guest should ever, a host should ever do that, mm-hmm. unless you have a guest on your show that's boring as shit, mm. then obviously you got to liven it up. Yeah. But if you got a guy that can go, shut up. True. Let him go. Like, that was always my biggest issue with Jay Leno was the fact that he, he was more interested in putting himself over than the guest. Like, the spotlight always had to be on him. And I've never believed in that. I got you. I, anytime I've interviewed somebody on the Boochcast, I do everything in my power to put the spotlight on that guest. I hear Because that's why you're here. Yeah. Because here's the, that's the secret to interviewing. is All you got to do is ask the question and give the answer. Now, sometimes... If you're pulling teeth with a guest, mm. you got to call an audible and sometimes you got to take over. But if you yeah, got a person that I could ask one question to and they can just ramble on, yeah. I love that. Make my job easy. Talk, man. Take over. Very true. Because if you're entertaining while you do it, mm-hmm. you're going to shine. And I'll shine right next to you. I got no problem riding a guest coattails. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. I'll just, and, I, and sometimes I'll be writing stuff down so I can follow up with something cool later. That's why. I love having guests on that can ride that I can just ride the wave. Yeah, very I don't, true. I've also had guests where I felt like I was pulling teeth, and I got my way through it. Now, speaking of everything else, we're, we're, I know that uh, Zach is dying to talk about something else that is movie related. So, yes, uh, Zach. Yeah, take it. Um, there's several movies that are finally coming out in 2021. One of them is Vinny Two with. The wonderful Woody Harrison playing Carnage, which is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. 
Woody Harrelson, like, he's another really good actor. Fantastic actor. Yeah, like, that dude is amazing. I've seen him in, uh, I think, uh, White Boy Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, White Man Can't Jump was definitely one of his uh, best roles. Uh, Of course, he's known for The People vs. Larry Flint, but I've never never seen that movie, but really want to. It's good. Yeah. When I was a kid, I saw that, and I really didn't know who Larry Flint was. Then I found out later that he owned Hustler Magazine, Mm -hmm. and that made me want to see the movie because it was all about, you know, the freedom of expression and putting stuff out I thought was great. You know, obviously uh, Money Train was another good movie he did that I... Money Train was fantastic. Yeah. I, I like Money Train. Yeah, I never really seen that. Uh, I've seen in decent... I'm people. gonna hit him. No, I'm gonna hit him. That's like, we'll both hit him. Yeah. I also I, Now, I have seen in decent Proposal. I thought that was a little messed up. And then I've mostly seen him in just you know, fleeting movies here and there. Like, I, but as far as like really, really, really sitting down and watching, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen a lot of them. Every now and then I'll see a movie where he's like a co-star or just kind of shows up there. Yeah. Or like, but as far as him, like I've seen very few movies where he was the lead. Yeah. Just cause it hasn't shown up on my radar. No. Again, like just cause I haven't seen a movie doesn't always mean I hate it. Yeah. Just means he hasn't shut up on the radar. But I do acknowledge that Woody Harrelson's a fantastic actor. Oh, fuck, he's phenomenal. So I, I'm i intrigued to see how he would do his carnage because I haven't seen the first Venom, but I want to. It's actually good. And then I want to see Venom too. Although I have heard there are some negatives about Venom, though, I've heard. Like, it would apparently be better the, if it was rated R. But it actually did pretty good. Well, it's well, not just the fact that it was rated R. It's the fact that apparently a lot of the fights are in the dark and it's hard to see. So they don't really light it properly. Yeah. Which, that's that's a problem that I have. He did it. The when, guy who played Ven- Venom Clash, Eddie Brock, did better than Trophy Grace. Really? Say, Yo, fuck yeah. Yeah. Serenity 3? No. Venom's a whole lot, you know, bigger. You mean, no. No, no, that is no, no, That no, is no. true. I always felt like Eddie Brock was a more in-shape kind of guy. Yeah, and the guy who got playing is Tom Hardy. And he's a pretty big dude. He played Bane. Oh, that, right. He played Bane. Tom Hardy played Bane. In the Batman and Robin no, movie? No, in the bat, one of the ones with Christian Bell. The ones with Christian Bell. That yeah. was him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was Tom Hardy. Okay. Okay. You ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. He, Tom Hardy can act very well. Alright, okay. so you want to see another movie with Tom Hardy. Look at that is uh about the Cray Tench where he plays there's about twins. Tom Hardy plays twin brothers. Okay. Um, yeah, and if he could do two in two Lido different characters. Oh right. Okay. So it seems like he did um apparently he's known for he did uh he, he was in Dark Knight Rises, yeah. he was Bane. Yeah. He plays Eddie Brock. Yeah. Uh he was in Band of Brothers, he yep. was in Peaky Blinders. Fantastic fucking show. Uh Taboo. Um, um, some of these I haven't. Uh, Fury Road. Max. Kate, Max. Kray Mad Twins. Max. Mad Max. Yeah, and uh, Cray Twins. That's where. Uh, that's. That's where we play the Legend. twins. Legend. Yeah. Legend. Okay. Um, okay. So a lot of these, I'll be honest, I haven't seen them. Legend, you might like if you like gangster movies. I do and I don't. It's a gangster movie, it, it but depends. it's British. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm thinking. Like British and gangster doesn't really go together for me. Lot oh, stop, two smoking barrels, snatch, fantastic movies. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. I mean, Elvis and I need to take you to school when it comes to good films. Well, that's why we're doing the Boochcats goes to the movies. Yeah, like, I was we, like, I think you would highly enjoy. It. That's why, like Las I said, Vegas, like I have to do that with Elvis because I think he, out of everybody, he's the only one who probably seen that movie. Yeah, like I'm saying, if it's on the list, like we, like, like it's it's me, Elvis, Rhiannon doing the segment, so we kind of pick, and each of us pick one. So. Like Rhiannon picked um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Fantastic. So we saw that. Uh, then Elvis picked The Big Lebowski. So that's next. 
and then I pick the next one. What series? And, what? Uh, I'm withholding it for now. I will. I, I I do have an idea up my sleeve what I want to do, and it's based off of the fact that when Elvis and I first started this, we each picked five films. Okay. Some of my films have already been done, so I think if I look at the list again, I'll want to do the last one on my list at least, and then once I finish that, I'll come up with some other ones. But uh, let's just say it's a Tom Cruise film, and I'll leave it at that. Last Samurai. No, hell no. That's a good movie. He, yeah, the the Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. Yeah, I ain't watching that unless or Elvis Pickett. I ain't picking that shit. But that's good not movie. the movie. Damn good movie. Yeah, that's not the Tom Cruise movie. If you do you now, do you want to keep guessing, or do you want to, or you want to move on to the next film? Mm, okay. Because we'll next film we're gonna do, they finally make it with the technology that we have is that new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh we boy. need to do this right. Okay. You know, know how they need to do this right? How do they do this right? Make, making it rated R. Make it violent like it was when we were growing up. Because some of these new fatalities... Oh. But now they're doing ridiculous with the games. They have Rambo in it now. They have Robocop in it now. They have... I was like, good God, guys. Are you guys that bored? Yeah. I, I'm i going to be honest. I don't I know how I'm going to feel about this. I know they made a film in 1995. It was horrible. You hated this? No, that one, no. The Mortal Kombat, the other a- Mortal Kombat. Annihilation. Was horrible. That one was yes. like. I hated, I only hated Annihilation for one reason and one reason only. Why? They killed off Johnny Cage. Yeah, they didn't. Show I love Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage, to me, was the comic relief. He was the talent. It was great. Oh, I remember them walking through out where it was like, so I don't know what's out there. Somebody wants to kick my ass. Feels like I'm back in high school. School. Yeah. And, or, and, and people think like, he's or, just an actor and people, but that actor, Johnny Cage's character, is like a badass. I was like, he can actually fight. Yeah. So I was like, but everybody thinks he's a fake because yeah, he's in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah I was like, like, at one point, he's fight. I love it in the beginning when he's having that action scene and he goes, and then finally he kicks this guy a bunch of times. He's staring at him. Finally, he takes his sunglasses off and he looks at him and he goes, This is where you fall down. And the guy just jumps and falls and he goes, Where do you get these guys? Or when he finds Goro, it's like, it like, Those are 900 pairs of sunglasses, you asshole. And he, I was like, It's like, you see Goro about to fall. He goes like, this is the part where you fall down. Bye. <laughs> and then he just falls. And he looked at Sony Blade. He just looks at it and just goes like, nice dress. Yes. It was. It was. It was great. Yeah. I. I personally enjoyed I that. I love him. Like Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Christopher like, Lambert. He's, as he's. Yeah. He's awesome. I love like, his voice. Because here's the thing. I know for a fact they're probably going to recast a lot of these guys, and I really don't want them to. You're getting too old. I know. Like I feel like he was perfect for Luke Cage. Oh, he was awesome. I feel like um, Lindsay Ashby was great as Johnny Cage. Yes. Uh, I don't. You know, the Shang Sun. That guy was perfect. Yes. Bridget Wilson was great as Sonya Blade. Yes. And Talisa Soto was great as Princess Katana. Yeah. The rest of them I don't care less about, although Trevor Goddard as Kano was pretty damn good. I just look at some of these guys and I'm like, I'm very, very scared of the passive possibility of them changing a lot of this around. If they do this right, they gotta do Shao Kahn right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like Shao Kahn? Oh, I love the guy who played him in the last movie was horrible. I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, you suck. I was like, I was like, seriously, you take an evil fuck hero like Shao Kahn and they better do the fight since with this technology we 
we have in 2021. Come on. They well, do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they got to fix. But, but here's the thing. Obviously, they got to work that in. But they, you guys have to understand one key thing. Hmm. They have to present it in a way to where it makes sense in the story. Don't just do it for the sake of it. Yeah. You know, you can't just have every match have a crazy fatality. Some of them have to be really violent. Some of them not. Like you gotta be, you gotta, it has to make sense. Yeah, it does. Don't just, don't, don't, don't do spot monkey shit in a movie. Because even movies have spot monkey moments. If they do. Where it's just fight scene after fight scene after fight scene, but there's no reason for the fight. It has to make sense. There has they have to tell a story. So uh, I'm trying to see if there. Where, where, let's see about this new Mortal Kombat film because I know we've been kind of ranting about it. So let me see Mortal Kombat film. Let me see 2011 upcoming film. There, there it is. Here it is. Uh, let's see. Are they so we got Luden Lin is Liu Kang. That's the dude from the Power Ranger reboot. Oh. Okay. Um, Gotta have martial arts just to this. Yeah. Uh, so the guy is Sub Zero. Okay, I don't really care about that. Um, okay, so that's the dude playing Raiden. Never seen him. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, now they got a hot chick to play Sonya Blade. Good job, guys. Who the hell are you? Go back to her. I, I got it right here. She was on The Vow, Chips, Back to the Rafters. What did she do? 50-50, The Vow, The Time of Our Lives, Neighbor, The Meg, Better. Into the Dark. This is a... Oh my! They got they got a random no name chick. Yeah. I don't know who the hell this is. Okay, so we got a random no name chick and um. Kung Lao's gonna be really got Melina. They got Natara. Natara. I don't remember Natara. Okay, Shin Han is Shang Tsung. That guy does not look menacing at all. Maybe the makeup might work. Yeah, it might work. Uh, that's gonna be Jackson. It's gonna be Jax. They're picking the Jerome from the game. Okay. Um, where's Johnny Cage? Oh, I'm not going to be in it. If there's no Johnny Cage, I ain't watching. Uh. Straight up. You can watch it if you want to. Me? Nope. I draw a line. No Johnny Cage. I'm out. I got you. I'm out. Yeah. That's that's no. A, that's my no 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 no. no. I just said no, no no. All right, all right, all right. Then there's another one that's coming out in 2021. That's another James Bond. I talked. To, I heard you talk with uh, with Elva, Elvis about that. Yes. Yes. Pierce Brosnan will always be our James Bond. Mr. Vinny Bucci, would you like to hear Sean Connery? Has the rest in peace to him. Yes. Ask my name. What's your name, sir? Bond. James Bond. I have a dirty bar titty. Shaken. Not stirred. Not bad. I did that in front of my grandma. She goes, that's absolutely fantastic. How the hell did you do She did say, how did you do that? I've been working on Sean Connery for years. It's so easy for me to do Sean Connery. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we talked about that, <laughs> of course. And know. people go, whoa. I was like, dude, you sound like Sean Connery. Or it wasn't even better. <laughs> or Stitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, Ellis does have a good point. The guy who's playing the bad guy, Remy, I can't say his last name, was the guy who played Freddie Mercury off of Bohemian Rhapsody, which he won an Oscar for. If he's in it playing a bad guy, then it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, and he was, because he killed it as Freddie Mercury. Oh, he nailed he, it out of the ballpark. Oh, my God, that was good. The singing, the acting, My favorite part is when he goes, hey, oh. That part where, but when you hear about like, every time I hear that, you know, it's a 30 second, I go, he goes, hey. Like I get goosebumps on my fucking arm. I just oh. get I get goosebumps. I, got, I get oh I got goosebumps. Oh I, I got like, goosebumps. Oh. He was on the piano and, oh. he said, and he would go, Mama. I was like, when he did that, I got goosebumps. <sighs> my my favorite scene. My favorite scene is when they're 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 pitching the idea for We Will Rock You, mm-hmm. and he walks in as they're up there doing the yeah. doing the beat, and the guy goes, "You're late," and he says, "I'm a performer, darling, not a Swiss train conductor." <laughs> and then he turns over to his buddy and goes, 
Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, and then he goes again. He goes and he goes. Now, will you please tell me why you're not playing any instruments? And, and then by and May was like, I want us to do a song that involves the audience. And she's like, What's our lyrics? And I was like, That's fantastic. Yeah, because well, he's doing the whole thing. And, and because here's what he does. Here's how he pitched it. Uh-huh. He played to Freddie's ego. He uh-huh. goes, Imagine a stadium full of people clapping in unison to, <laughs> to this, and then he just goes, "What's the lyric?" <laughs> I love it. Like that's the thing about Freddie Mercury is the fact that no matter how much of a dick he was, yeah, when it came to the creativity of music, uh-huh. he was not afraid to not listen to ideas, and he loved listening to everything and and playing opposite. He wasn't afraid to admit when an idea was good. Mm-hmm. He never let his ego get in the way. Like they said, he loved the idea. All he said was, what's the lyric? Because that's my part. What's your favorite Queen song? My favorite Queen song? Um, Wow. Fat Bottom Girls. Mine's were Radio Gaga or Fat Bottom Girls. Especially love when they that. Play, and I, Fat I Bottom Radio Girls, Ga- Radio Ga- Like you just, I, I'll blast it live when they did that live. Hey, Radio Gaga. I'll be clapping and people go, seriously? They're like, fuck off when it comes to talking about Queen. Eat a dick. Don't ever diss Queen. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. And the common misconception about that band was they thought everyone in there was gay, but it was just Freddie. No, no. It was just Freddie, and it was it was great. Now, granted, Bohemian Rhapsody, great, fantastic, was song. historically inaccurate in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was, but still entertaining. Oh. Fantastic. They 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 did take a lot of artistic liberties, and they made a they made up a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But it told a great story. Very great story. Like, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, but we're going back to that. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I never got into him. I tried. I gave I gave I gave it Casino Royale, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get into it. I didn't. I think I saw Quantum of Solace briefly. I did see a little bit of Skyfall, but it's only because the family wanted to watch it, so I was hanging out with the family at the time. Yeah. But me personally, I did not enjoy Daniel Craig as 007. I don't agree that he's a James Bond because here's why. Why? I don't like James Bond as a badass. As a badass. He's supposed to be smooth, suave, sarcastic, and have and have random badass moments. Yeah. That's who he is. He's a guy that's supposed to like laugh in the face of danger. Like when Zhao came at him and he was looking at him, he goes, he goes, I missed your sparkling personality while he had all those diamonds on his face. Yeah. He's like, I've always missed your sparkling personality. And then he punches him and then all of a sudden, eventually, that's when he gets serious. When it's like, even in or the- Or when Holly Berry goes like, yeah, and your friend with expensive acne, he goes, Zhao? <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be- really good job. She's like, I could have given you the world. He would go, the world is not enough. Mm-hmm. Even, even when a guy's pointing a gun at Bond Mm -hmm. he's still calm I love that shit like James Bond is supposed to be sarcastic and smooth with the ladies very true he doesn't become badass until maybe the end of the film when he's in that final fight with the with the main guy. Yeah. That's when he turns it on. That's when he's serious. Daniel Craig was way too serious. He basically made Bond feel like just another action star. That's why I didn't like it. You became the same as everyone else. Okay. You make Army of the Dead? What's that? Oh, never mind. I thought it was uh never mind. I thought it was the one that was like, this is my boomstick. Not the that's the wrong one. Okay, so what okay, so then what movie what other movie uh, did you do? Do 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 uh, Space Jam, do, do, do Mortal Kombat, do... Yeah, Space Jam. I know you want to talk about that. Space Jam. I'll watch it. If LeBron James fucks it up, I personally am going to be pissed. Yeah, they're, again, they're, but they're trying to put LeBron in there because everybody keeps comparing him to Michael Jordan. <laughs> they continuously do it. If, if you've seen... Have you seen The Last Dance on Netflix? Mm-mm. Watch it. Okay. It's, 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 it, it chronicles the Chicago Bulls. 
Okay. And it talks about the final season that they all played together before they all went their separate ways. Ah, okay. Like Michael Jordan retired, the coach was ki- the coach was let go. Scottie Pippen was traded. Dennis Rodman was released from the team. And this is after they won this their final NBA championship as a team. This is when they won the final the final title. So it tells it chronicles that as well as telling the entire history of Michael Jordan, of Scottie Pippen, of Dennis Rodman. You see them in a whole new light, and they try to compare the two. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. LeBron is getting close to MJ status because he's got at least four NBA championships under his belt. True. But here's why he'll, he's still not MJ. What? MJ won three in a row, mm-hmm. left, came back, won three more. Yep. Who's to say if he never went to baseball, how many they would have won? Good choice. Good point. I don't know. He three-peated twice. True. The best that LeBron could do was a two-peat. He got 2012 and 2013. Yes. Then he had to wait three years before he got another one, and then four years before he got the next one. Yep. So pretty much... That's where you go with that. He pretty much hasn't done that, but his accolades are not close to MJ's, no, and he play, and MJ plays. And when back when my, and we, I mean, this was something Elvis and I talked about. When Michael Jordan played the game, mm-hmm. it was more violent. Mm-hmm. It was more intense, and people were willing to risk more to win the game. These NBA players today don't have that. That's why I'm disgusted when 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 they put the Team USA for the Olympics. And people still try to call them the dream team. They're not a dream team. You're just Team USA. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm patriotic. Yeah. Go win the gold medal. Yeah. I, I admire them when they do, but you are not the dream team. No. The dream team was 92. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that was a time when basketball was awesome. I don't enjoy basketball today. The love that I have for basketball as a kid is not here today because the players from back then are better than any players that are playing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not impressed by any of them. You can throw out a name. I don't care. LeBron, could care less. The rest of them, I can care less. I don't care. I'm not intrigued. <laughs> There's not a basketball player alive today that motivates me to want to watch the game. Yeah, me neither. None. The last time I was motivated to watch a basketball game was 10 years ago. Mm. And that's because it was the Lakers versus the Celtics, mm. and it was a rivalry game, and that's it. Didn't care about any of the players. Just the fact that it was Lakers versus Celtics, which, and I hate to say this because I know... It causes a lot of shit, but I'm just going to say it briefly. It's like if you're watching baseball and you see the Yankees against the Red Sox. It's a rivalry. It's a it's two dynasties, two rivalries ingrained in the sport. Very true. You have to see it. So that's what it's like. The Lakers and the Celtics, they have that feud. Granted, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are a big part of that. Yeah. But still, it's a, it's a dynasty rivalry that you got to see. So we had to watch. Yeah. We had and, to watch the Lakers and, and Celtics. And uh, another that movie it. that's coming out is Top Gun Maverick. I will go see that. I will too. I will too. And I'm intrigued. And I, and I mentioned this with Elvis, and I don't know, because obviously you listened to that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about our review of uh, our thoughts on that sequel, if you remember at all? I don't remember that much. Well, basically, we, we, we were intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see it. I do too. There's one thing I don't like and one thing that intrigues me. What? What I don't like is the fact that I don't see anywhere of Kelly McGinnis coming back. Mm-hmm. Because when we last le- when we when we last ended Top Gun, they mm-hmm. got back together. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she is not part of this sequel or has not been confirmed for it yet bothers me. Yeah. Because I'm worried they're going to recast that role, and I'm not a big fan of that. Because mm-hmm. if she's still alive, she should be able to play it. 
Yeah. Or even if she's not alive, just write something off where Tom Cruise's character like looks at a picture of her and like she passed away or something. I'll yeah. accept that, but don't recast that role. No, you can't do that. Number two, there's a there's a character there's, there's going to be an arc in there where now Goose's son hmm. is going to be in it, which intrigues me. Yeah, because as we all know, one of the classic moments in Top Gun mm-hmm. was Goose's death. Yes, when they ejected out of the plane, Goose's head hit that thing, hit the hit the lid, mm-hmm. and they fell into the ocean. Yep. Now, it was ruled an accident. Mm-hmm. Accidental death. Everyone agrees, including Meg Ryan's character, who was Goose's girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. And I'm hoping Meg Ryan comes back for this. Yeah. Because she deserves to be in it. Mm. But even she forgave Maverick for it. Knew it wasn't his fault. But Maverick was beating himself up about it until finally he got motivated to go back and finish out the training. And then they had that climactic scene at the end where they're in the where they're in the air, fighter pilot and all that shit. Yeah. So that was the so my intrigue is if Goose's son comes in, mm-hmm. is he gonna have any bitterness or resentment towards Maverick for his father's death? Yeah. Like his mom's not holding the grudge. But is he holding the grudge? Is that going to be a conflict within the film? Very true. Like, no, no, we'll see. I want to see that. I want to see that I too. would love to see that because that's a big story arc. Yep. And here's the thing. It gives you something to work with yeah. within this story as, as it being more than just Tom Cruise having the need for speed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Val Kilmer being Iceman. True. Which I love Val Kilmer and I love the fact he's coming back for it because he's a great actor too. And the last movie we're going to talk about is The Fast and the Furious 9. Yes. I will see that. I know Vinny is. Yes. Because of one particular reason. Yes. Um, well, two. I like the Fast series, number one. Mm-hmm. I've seen it coming in. As to a play, bad guy. Not as a bad guy, but also, also the brother, Dominic. Dominic's brother is intriguing. It is awesome. I love it. Yeah, same here. And what's even going to be even more intriguing is there's rumors of a Fast 10 coming as well. Jesus Christ. But here's the thing, though. Here's the question. Mm-hmm. What if Fast 10 has John Cena and The Rock? This is going to be... Uh, think about it, though. John Cena and The Rock in a movie together? In a movie together. Yeah. Now, think about it. Because Cena did a movie a while back. I can't remember the name of it, where The Rock was an executive producer. Mm-hmm. So they worked together on that film. But also, think about it. The Rock was not in Fast 9 because he was off filming Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff. So he was in Fast 9. I've never seen that. You haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw? Uh-uh. It's good. Is it? good mm. you have to really like Hobbs and Shaw of course they really bring a big Samoan aspect to it uh, Roman Reigns had a cameo in that I saw, I, 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 was his hair cut short or was it, it, it no he was just in Samoan getup. okay you know so they really like had him looking good in that film as well because you know he was able to film on a set he just couldn't be on for a period of time because he was still battling leukemia yeah but because it was a movie shot he could still work that yeah because in a movie, there's stunt coordinators. Mm-hmm. If, he, if they need a stunt double for him, they can do it if he can't physically do it. So there was ways to work around that and act, acting in a film. Yeah. So there was, for the amount of time that he was there. Yeah. So he was able to pull it off. But the point... It actually looks really good. I was like, huh, all right. I might have to see it just for the hell of it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, and time will tell, of course, if Fast 10, if The Rock does appear in Fast 10, because I know for a period of time, he had The Rock and Vin Diesel had some heat with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that heat's been squashed, though. Hopefully. I know uh, Terrell Gibson, uh, Jody, as the uh, old school fans of his like to call him, uh, he Boy. still had some beef with um, he. He didn't like what Dwayne did either. Don't they? They were mad at the fact that he went off and did a spinoff because they felt like it was like turning his back on the family to go do that. Because Vin Diesel was very big on this is a family. This is a close knit group. 
And that's why they were like, any newcomers that come in have to prove themselves. Like Cena said, he said when he walked on the set of Fast 9, it felt like his first time walking into the WWE locker room <laughs> where he had to prove himself all over again. But he earned their respect. Yeah. Now they love it. Vin Diesel even was excited and said, John did a great job and they look forward to everybody seeing it and God knows I want to. So, all right, we're going to talk about one more thing and how Vinny Bucci here has never seen any of the Avengers. It's come to conclusion if this is if John Cena was in the fucking Avengers, your ass would have watched every single one of them as long as the precious John Cena is in the fucking films. Yes or no? Honestly, yeah. And I'll tell you why because I think John Cena is a great actor. It's intriguing to see him in that kind of setting. I know that he's going to be in the latest Suicide Squad. And they made a spinoff into a TV show on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So I want to see it. If Cena's in a movie, I want to see it. Now, there are some Cena movies that I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. But there's most of them I have because he's a damn good actor. And I like the fact that he's getting the recognition for that. Because everybody was giving him shit when he first got into acting. Because mm -hmm. Cena was just trying to, you know, had an opportunity to get into movies. But they're like, every time a wrestler tries to get into movies, they always try to compare him to The Rock. And it's like, you're not going to be The Rock. It's like, no one's trying to be The Rock, you dumb fuck. But Cena is getting a lot of big name movies. He's getting a lot of heat. He's getting a lot, not heat, but a lot of momentum. He's reaching The Rock level status in film. Now, granted, The Rock is still making more money than Cena in acting. And of course, oh God, yeah, he's the number one action star in the world. Exactly. But Cena is getting there. He's getting there. He's, and he does very well in a lot of the films he's in. Whether it's a comedy or an action movie or whatever. Yeah. He's proven himself. So I would see that if he's in there. But it just wasn't on my radar because the Avengers never really appealed to me. Some people like the Avengers. I'm fine with that. Some people enjoy the Infinity Wars and the Gauntlets and all those other individual films. It's, it's not something that makes me want to get up and go. It's just not. It does for me. I don't judge people who like it. It just hasn't been for me. Although, El now, like I said, if we do Boochcast Goes to the Movies and Elvis starts picking a bunch of Marvel movies when it's his turn, mm -hmm. obviously I gotta watch them to review them because I will do it. Because I, 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 I love the Deadpool movies. I'll have to. Deadpool, I love. Deadpool, I love. Maximum effort. Benny, follow my lead. Oh, hello. You're probably wondering whose balls I had to follow to get my very own movie. I can't tell you. It does rhyme with Pulverine. And let me tell you, he's got a nice smooth criminals down under. Yes. <laughs> and exactly. I said that, and my buddy goes, can you, who can quote that movie? I go like, oh, Benny and I get stoned as shit. We'll quote that movie. Do oh. a fucking tease. All the dinosaurs fear the t-rex <laughs> oh so yeah. dark are you are you sure you're not from the from the dc universe or when he goes like nice house is a form that you guys cannot afford another x-men movie i was like yeah. Yeah, i fucking love you <laughs> yeah it's like so you can't afford another x-men that's great i love it he's like all right then this so like sounds like your last saturday night <laughs> 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 I was like, what is, why do you like him? Because Ryan Reynolds nails it out of the ballpark. I've never seen more like and, shirts and well, hoodies. And the well, here's fucking the thing. first movie did close to $800 million in the box office. And it was really well, hard, violent. And here's the thing. Nobody, nobody wanted to touch it until they leaked it on the, leaked part of it on the internet. And it blew up the fucking internet. Yeah. People realized they wanted to see it because here's why. Ryan Reynolds was a fan of the Deadpool comics. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to stay true to the character. 
He knew how to do it. Like, it's at the point mm. now where Deadpool, and I'm going to say this right now with confidence, mm. nobody else can play that role. No. You cannot reboot this. No. You cannot do a sequel. No. If Ryan Reynolds, if you want to do a Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds says no, that's the end of Deadpool. Yeah. You kill it. Pretty kill much. it with fire. It's done. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to make a Deadpool 3. Yes. I'm excited for Deadpool 3. Yes. I love Deadpool and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I know you didn't like them. What? I love Tobey Maguire. I love Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. Oh, you did? The first one and the second one, the third one pissed me off. Oh, you just hated the third one. Here's the deal when it comes to these superhero movies. They need to have one main bad guy. Not two. One. Well, they try to do like they, I know in some cases they try to do two like like in Batman Returns they tried to have Catwoman and Penguin which worked in a sense mm. because Penguin was a main villain Catwoman is anti hero no, no she's not anti hero she's not an anti hero she's she, she's in the middle what I mean by that is like she she steals mm-hmm. she just doesn't kill true often often. Like, there's times where she does it or wants to do it, but, like, she and Batman kind of have that, you know, on-again, off-again yeah. thing. Because, like, she... Like, that's the thing. They grow to trust each other because, like, she she's good when the time is right. Yeah. But she still has that need to, like, steal and do everything else. You know, she becomes, like, a, a cat a, a cat burglar. That's why she's called Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So she has a desire to steal, but she never really hurts anyone. No. She doesn't really go after innocent people. No. She usually, like... She's, like, she's got a Robin Hood complex thing. Yeah, she does. She steals from the rich. To like she'll break poor. into a jewelry, not not necessarily to feed the poor, but she'll feed break it. She feeds herself, but she'll break into a jewelry store. She'll rob a mansion, but she won't go into some random person's house and steal from them. Like I uh, cut off a goth. A uh, uh, last thirty seconds of Gotham. Batman was like, "Return the item before I have to come hunt you down." He didn't say that. What did he say? No, he said they were having that emotional moment because uh, Selena hated the fact that Bruce left. He said, "I had to." No, she said, "She said you were all I had. I know you did to protect me, but I didn't want to be protected." I wanted you and she was like say something because she knew he was there because Catwoman always had that feeling when Batman was behind he goes and he said there was no other way Selena I had to go and she goes so what happens now and he said I don't know but I'll never leave Gotham again mm-hmm. return the diamond and then leaves and then she turns and goes like hell and, and that's the end of that speaking of another movie yes we had the sparkly fuck nut playing now we have him playing Batman which I watched a trailer for I was like huh I might give this a shot. Yeah. The trailer I love got how, my attention. Yeah, yeah, the trailer got my attention. It got my that attention. bad guy came up there and my parents just looked at him and just, I was like, okay. I looked at the kid the fucking hitting him. Hitting, I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Now, here, I'm going to give it a shot. I will give it a shot. Because I have been proven wrong in the past with some acting. Yes, yes. For I example, have. I 100% ate a slice of humble pie mm-hmm. when Heath Ledger played the Joker. Mm-hmm. I had no hope for him at all. Because <laughs> I'm thinking... Wrong, yo, yeah, you? I'm thinking... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not even the fact that he did Brokeback Mountain. Never mind that. But the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. the guy from A Knight's Tale, mm-hmm. the Brokeback Mountain guy. The pretty boy. The pre- not, the, not even the pretty boy, but he also had that Aust- Australian-type accent. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you can't do that and play the Joker. And then I saw him play the Joker and I went, fuck me, how did he do that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's don't blow things out of my portion here. You guys want to see a magic trick? Like, rip off his head. Ta-da! I was uh, like, oh, oh. It's they, gone. It's gone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's put a smile on that face. Why so serious? And I, I, I go like, 
I was like, what is the deal? I was like, you have no clue how much psychotic the Joker is. The only person you can compare Heath Ledger Joker would have to be Jerome or Jeremiah. Or Jack Nicholson. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and the guy from Play the Kid Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm saying, Jer well, Jerome was very good. Oh, I love that part. Played it was like, nothing's more annoying than a stupid, drunken, nagging whore. I was like, so you met your killer. Oh, I, I, he did. I was like, okay. <laughs> was like, and he was like, you can be a drunken whore, but don't tell me to do the dishes after you've been banging a clown in the next room. <laughs> Get the picture? <laughs> and he starts laughing. And then you find out that he could play. He played both characters, Jerome and Jeremiah, mm -hmm. knocked both of them out of the park, mm -hmm. and played them completely differently. Mm -hmm. Like Jerome was just manic, crazy, and stupid. Jeremiah had more of a level head. Yep. And played both roles very well. And he, that kid also plays a gay dude off of uh, Shameless. Yeah. And it has to have red hair. Fucker. But have you seen the girlfriend in real life? Uh, I think I have. But damn, she's hot. Thank you, sis. Person where the ginger can get a hot chick. You so. There, there's some that can. Yeah, you know? I was like that, but yeah, I was. Hell, Bill Burr's technically a ginger, but he got he has a hot wife. So like, I'm like, I'm gonna put you through that fucking wall. There is no wall. But I'm gonna build a wall and fucking put you through it. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's the, that's the big thing though is that I'm open to that possibility yeah. of seeing that. Yeah, I'll and, see it. and like, I'm gonna give it a shot now. Yes, but like I said, I'm still thinking like, all right, Twilight, you better impress me. I got into a pissing contest with one of my old roommates. Like, I was like, Twilight's better than Harry Potter. Go fuck you. I will. I will <laughs> fuck fucking you. cut you. Fuck you. I will stab I you. I was fuck like. You. Oh, I'm so, what's so wonderful about a boy and a stick? And I go, what's so wonderful about a, a vampire who walks out to the sunlight, lights up like a queer little shit, marching in the gay pie parade in Atlanta? And my and his and her and, 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 my, and his and his my buddy goes and he was he liked Harry Potter man he goes he's got a point <laughs> that's the thing uh, call me call me fuckers when Twilight has its own amusement park suck a dick Twilight was fucking terrible vampires are not supposed to sparkle no they're not <laughs> they're supposed to burst up the flames and die a horrible death not sparkle yeah there's no yeah there's and werewolves are not supposed to walk on all fours they're supposed to walk on two the hind legs. You dumb fucking morons. It was a dumbass film. With, it basically uh. had, we're going to take two pretty boy actors, put them in here with this random chick who is she not... on with the director of the second film. Yeah, and here's the thing. And the worst part about it is this. You got a girl who's torn between the two of them, mm -hmm. but then is now, but, but then decides she wants to be with the vampire guy, mm -hmm. claims she wants to be become a vampire and live forever, mm -hmm. but is not sure if she wants to spend the rest of her life with the vampire guy at one point. It's like, um, you're planning on becoming a vampire. You're gonna be alive for eternity. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to be a vampire if you're not 100% certain you want to commit to the vampire? I would not want to do that and then suddenly go, I love the werewolf. You are an not idiot. Or wolfman or whatever the there, fuck there he is. Go, there you go. Whatever the fuck he is. The best werewolf so far would have to be the underworld werewolves because he actually got it right. Or Van Helsing werewolf. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Point is, it was terrible. I'm a fantasy nerd. I'm a fantasy guy. You can probably tell. Fan oh, I can tell big time. Oh, yeah. But uh, my uh, point I, is, it was just... Fantasy it, over sci-fi any day. Oh, it was god-awful. It is god-awful. I was like, I was sitting there. I started watching. I was just like, what's going on? This is what happens is like when he hits the sign. Like, I was like, fuck no. When a vampire hits the sign, like, he's supposed to die. Not sparkle. Dead. Yeah, that's 
that's stupid. And uh, my buddy it's, goes, like, look, it's really Junebug. Think he's powerful, but he's really not. Like, my buddy, and he, she, he finally pauses it because he was forced to watch it with his girl. I was like, Zach? I go, yes. Just shut up. I was like, then I have to leave. I was like, because it's way too easy. And this is the part where he and his girlfriend did not get along. I did not like her once a bit. Then it's too easy. Like her, he goes, just just go. And she, and, and Susan said that she threw something out the door. I was like, you missed. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what you should have said? Hmm. You throw like a girl. <laughs> That's You had a golden opportunity to really burn her ass. Oh, trust me. I'm going to have a conversation with you when we go to Wallace World. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've been up since 8.30 this morning. This man has too. I mean, great talk, but I guarantee you, watch the Avengers. Just trust us. If you like good fight scenes and everything else, but I forgot, John Cena's not in it. Roman Reigns is not in it. Hey, I guarantee you, you those two fucking assholes are in the goddamn films. Your fucking chromed ass will go see him. Yes or no? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Like, don't don't act. Me. Don't act like you wouldn't enjoy that either. I probably would have, but exactly. I would boycott fucking John Cena. It's not that good of an actor. Rock is way better. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? He is. John you Cena. and John Cena, man. You, Maria, Tiffany, and Desmond. What the fuck is so wrong wonderful about the dude? Um, Overrated. Well, Overrated. Well, let's see. Uh, the man's in his 40s, can still fucking go. Is an incredible oh, yeah, of course wrestler. He's, yeah, he's an incredible talent. Great on the mic. Uh, he is good great, on the mic. Great with kids. So he can reach Even a demographic. He doesn't want any of his, of his own. Yeah, and he reach. You know, he can reach a demographic that's incredibly talented. He can be edgy when he needs to be. He can be clean cut when he wants to be. Some people can do one and not the other. Cena does well at both. So mm-hmm. yeah, and in WWE, he became the top guy when two top guys fucking left the company when they had nobody. Austin left because of injuries. Rock went to Hollywood. They had nobody. Nobody. Who took the mantle? Cena. Mm-hmm. The one guy nobody bet on. Because Vince wanted Brock Lesnar. He crapped out after two years and didn't come back until 2012. Triple H picked Batista Randy Orton. Batista was good, mm-hmm. but not good enough to be the man, no matter what he tries to say. Randy Orton eventually became the man, but he also had a lot of personal problems and drug problems. It was a fucking asshole to deal with when he, he was a young, bratty kid. That had to be humbled by people in the locker room. and But then became the star he is now. But yeah, so that's what's special about John Cena. The man had a run that nobody had had since Hulk Hogan in WWE. That he was on top for that long. From 2002 to 2016, the man was a full-time wrestler. Full-time. He didn't go part-time till around 2016 when his movie career started jumping off. And he needed, and he realized physically he could not go full-time. But he could still go. So he wants to come back to have special moments and special matches. And either A, have dream matches. Or B, put over whoever the next big guy is going to be. Yeah. Like him and the Fiend, we're gonna go one on one inside a wrestling ring before COVID hit. So they did the Firefly Funhouse, mm-hmm. which uh, which I thought was great because it allowed Cena the chance to have more longevity. Yeah. Now WrestleMania 37, if he comes back for it, let's find out who he faces. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see. But that's what makes him incredible. That's what makes him talented. I never really been a big fan, big fan of John Cena, guys. Vinny's known this for how long? A long time. <laughs> but I can back. We can back up why he's great now. Desmond and I base it on that. Marie and Tiffany... Based off the look. Yeah, they just want to fuck him, ideally. And, you know, and John Cena's gone on record on Howard Stern that he fucks girls of all kinds. So they have a shot. Mm -hmm. 
Maria's already Maria said it to me when we were dating, and she said it to Ryan when he married her. Mm-hmm. When he when she married him. Mm-hmm. That's his that's her freebie. That's his, <laughs> that's her freebie, John Cena. And she said, she told her husband in advance, if I get an opportunity if Maria ever gets a chance to hook up with John Cena, she will take it. <laughs> and her husband just has to be like, okay, that's her freebie. Now I don't know what Ryan's freebie is, but that's like the rules. Like you get to pick your freebies. Like Maria has two. John Cena and Kenny Chesney. You know? That's her freebies. You know, and that's who's your freebies be? Who are mine? Uh-huh. Uh, I had two. What? Um, Ava Devine, Angelina Jolie. Mine is uh, Margaret Robbie and Go Get It. All right. You know who Mount Margaret Robbie is, right? I know the name. I have to see the face one more time, but I would probably uh, look her fu- look her the fuck up. But yeah, uh, and and the other girl I assume is Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. An Israeli special force and Israeli Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, and Margaret Robbie. Ooh. Okay. You see why I like her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. She was the Harley Quinn in the Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, she was Harley okay. Quinn. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that. Look at her, dude. Oh, I'm looking at her. Uh, she's perfect. Yes. But she's from Australia. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so... And she's also a Harry Potter fan as well. Oh, so... So... <laughs> so, so, there are, so uh, you're interested in what's going on down under. <laughs> Very down under with her. Oh, God, yeah. Blossoming, I hope. <laughs> oh, dude. She, you see her fully fucking naked. Naked and fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Thought I'd let you know. Oh, is that where she is? She she's, the one that uh, she's Jordan Belfort's wife, Lady Carter's wife, and that. And you see her fucking butt, fucking naked in that film. Ooh, I now have motivation. And let me to tell wa- you, <sighs> I now have motivation to watch this. Watch that fucking movie, you prick. That's all. That's my only motivation, though. Is to see her naked. Once I see her naked, I'm done. Oh, dude, Jonah I'm Hill's in, in it too. Oh so. God. I used to like him until I found out what a prick he was. Oh, he does a fantastic job in that movie. I'm sure he does. But the problem is, the problem with Jonah Hill is this. He's one of those guys that is such a prick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. He got a slew of movies. Before Superbad, nobody really knew or cared who he was. No. Then he got a string of movies. Mm -hmm. Then he did the movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he got full of himself. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys that got fat, Mm -hmm. lost weight, lost weight, became a dick, Mm -hmm. got fat again, and no one felt sorry for him because he was such an asshole. Like, that was it. Like, because he got tired of being known as the fat guy, so he wanted to lose weight and get Mm -hmm. better roles. Then he got fat again, and it's like, yeah, fuck you. He's such an asshole. He really is. Now, sometimes people are dicks to him, and he retaliates back. I respect that. Yeah, I do too. But I think it's because he get, he's one of those guys that gets made fun of so much that he's now trying to launch a preemptive strike. You know, he tries to get you before you get him. <laughs> so there's times where you're probably nice to him, but he'll be a dick to you, and you're like, motherfucker, I'm just being nice. Fuck you. Yeah, true. I hate that. So that's the thing about Jonah Hill. It's hard. He makes it hard to feel bad for him in anything he does. Anything. Anything. And like I said, I, 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 I sat in. I didn't get to interview him, but I sat in while they did an interview, and he was a prick and hung up during the interview. All because they asked him to do one thing that I did not think was that big of a request. What? They wanted him to recreate the moan that he did and get him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where, like, they go partying and all drugged up, and he's like, wakes up in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and he makes this funny, like, moaning sound, apparently. I never seen the movie, but I, apparently that's what he did. So he said... Could you, could, hey man, could you like kind of recreate that for a moment? He goes, no, I'm not a performing monkey. And they're like, dude, we're just asking you to do something. It's not a big deal. It's not like we're, you know, it's not like we're asking you to tell to tell a funny joke off the top of your head. We're asking you to recreate something from a film. And they're asking you to do something that's audio related. And he got like an attitude about it, an argument, and he hung up the phone. I was like, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask you to do much. That's really not that big a deal. And they're telling you right away, they're fans of your movie and everything else. And here's another thing. Mm-hmm. You're promoting the fucking film. Dude. Don't be a dick in an interview. Mm-hmm. Unless they're being dicks to you first. 
Very true. And the regular guys weren't being dicks. Nope. I sat in on the whole interview. They very seldom act like dicks towards people they're interviewing. Very they're true. very cool and laid back. Every now and then, they might make fun, sarcastic comments if they know the person very well. But other times, they're cool about it, if yes. you're cool with them. Very true. But anyway, um, yeah, she's smoking hot. Yeah. And uh, I guess this will wrap up. Wrap uh, it up. That, we're going to wrap it up? Yeah, we're wrapping right. up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this will conclude uh, this week's uh, episode of the Boochcast. Got a bit of a long one here, but... Uh, That's always th long with us. Well, yeah, but we never went this long. And to and depending on what mood I'm in, I may or may not edit this. Because ah. so, I've been in a non... I was in a non-editing mood with the, with the last episode of 2020. So I don't know where my mood's at right now. Yeah, I hear you. So, but anyway, Zach, I appreciate you taking time. I'd be scheduled, my of friend, course. come join us. Uh, obviously, you know, at some point we'll have you back on in the future. Of course. But um, right now we're going to jump on over to part two where we're going to have the Wednesday Night Wars, which may or may not be done in the new format depending on what goes down. So we'll we'll have the AEW recap with Desmond Dagenhart and the NXT recap with John Tumlin. But for this one, one of two things will be happening. What? Either A, I'll be joining each correspondent for the recap, or Elvis and Desmond will be recapping AEW and I'll be joining John with NXT. So that was something that we considered talking about during the break. So I don't know for sure if we're going to implement it or not, because like I said, the time that we're recording this, it's November 30th, 2020. Yep. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but obviously we got some things to talk about in that regard. So hopefully that'll be happening. But either way, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Yep. Support the show through Patreon. Yep. And make sure you check out the friend zone part two. Part two. And remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Not again. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.